This episode of the Tokunet podcast is sponsored by Tokulectables and CS Toys Japan. If you would like to hear your name or business at the beginning of the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet or tokusatsunetwork.com forward slash sponsor. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. I'm your host, Yasin, and I'm joined by Brody. What's up? Josh. Hey, everybody. And Ryan. Hello. Welcome, everybody. How y'all doing? I am doing pretty good for having slept 12 hours. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> no, you don't. What is time? What is sleep? Um, <laughs> I don't know what those things are. As a contrast, Ryan, how, how many hours did you sleep? <laughs> um, okay, so I had to get to work at 6 o'clock this morning. So uh, I got a crisp like four hours of sleep last night, and then I took a power nap before this. So five, maybe. <laughs> See, I would be, I, I'd be okay with sleeping 12 hours if it meant that I woke up at, le- at noon at the latest, or like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I woke up way too Just late go to bed earlier. I should go to bed earlier, anyway. That's a whole other <laughs> That goes podcast. for all of us. It's more of like a healthy po- health podcast, which is not what we are. So, you know, be healthy if you can. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Drink water. <laughs> Drink a lot of water, yeah. Straighten your posture. <laughs> go out for a walk once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, the posture one's important. <laughs> but if you are at, with this podcast, you're probably very confused right now. Don't be. You found the right podcast because this is the Tokusatsu Network podcast. Yeah, we're just idiots. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is you should do all of those things in between enjoying Tokusatsu. There you go. Bring it back. Yep. This, so this episode, we're, we're titling it Tokusatsu 101 or Toku 101. Uh, we just kind of give, we wanted to give basically an overview of Tokusatsu and a bit of the Tokusatsu fandom and how, you know, new fans can get into the, into this genre. Um, this is, yeah, this is mainly for new fans. I mean, old fans, if you, you know, if you're interested in listening to this and getting some, you know, a little bit more info, but, I mean, this is mainly for, like, how new fans can get into the, the genre. Because all of us have gotten into the genre in different points, and we all have different, like, ways that we've gotten into it. And there's also, like, just things that, you know, as a fan, it can be kind of overwhelming to get into a new, you know, fandom. And, you know, what to watch, uh, what to buy, how to get these things. Like, that's kind of stuff that we kind of want to cover today. Um, but first, I mean, I think it's probably best to like, you know, give a general overview of like, what is Tokusatsu, you know? How did you find yourself here? And now that you are here, you're never going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to class. We are your, we are your, 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 your captors. I, I mean, teachers. Nope. <laughs> God. None of us have a doctorate, maybe. <laughs> I've got my associates. Hey. I've got a bachelor's. I, I've got a bachelor's. Anyway, uh, anyway, we're, enough with our resumes. Uh, let's start with the <laughs> definition of what is tokusatsu. Uh, so tok- tokusatsu is a word put together from two other words in Japanese of 
Tokushu Satsuhe, which just translates to special filming or special effects filming. So Tokusatsu really just means spe- special effects shows or movies. Right. And um, the start of, you know, Tokusatsu as a genre, like, well, what people most associate with the start of the genre was the 1954 Godzilla movie, uh, which came out, which was directed by Ishiro Honda. Uh, special effects director was uh, Eiji Superaya. And uh, that was a pretty groundbreaking film for the time. It was, you know, Godzilla as itself as a, as a creature, which was, you know, a, a radioactive nuclear giant monster. Uh, I mean, I feel like most people know it because it's such a it's such a global thing. There's a pretty good chance that you've already watched the recent legendary Godzilla movies, right? Or any Godzilla movie for that matter. Right, yeah, there's so many ways that people have watched Godzilla over the years, whether it's, you know, through, like, old dubs, uh, through, like, you know, movie nights on, t- on TV. Was that an anime? Oh, the, the new one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, there is a anime movie trilogy on Netflix. Right. Pretty sure there's older, like, cartoons, too. Probably. Well, you're talking about the old, uh, how, how was it, the, you know, Down from the Dips. 30 stories high. <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> and Godzuki. Oh, God. That counts. Yep, yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> so chances are pretty high that even if you haven't seen Godzilla, you know generally what Godzilla is. If you've seen Rugrats, you know that they have a Godzilla parody named Reptar. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? I haven't seen Rugrats in, like, Almost 30 years? It's coming back. Totally forgot about that until now. <laughs> but yeah, so Godzilla is a pretty uh, widely known tokusatsu franchise, to say the least. Yes. Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't know that, you know, its origin is that it was a metaphor for, like, you know, nuclear weapons and, you know, war. Like, you know, especially after uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings, stuff like that, like that. That is what, you know, it, it came out only nine years after the end of World War II. So it was pretty fresh in people's minds. And then this movie comes out and it's just like such a powerful movie. I mean, people, I feel like a lot of people who watch, who know of, you know, Godzilla or have watched any of their movies have watched a lot of the movies from like the 70s or the 90s where they're not like either the 70s where they're, you know, a bit more, you know, a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more goofy, or like, you know, the 90s movies that are, you know, more action-y kind of movies. Um, whereas, you know, the original Godzilla from 1954 had a message and it had like powerful story with characters. It was just such an endearing movie. Um, it was much less of a monster fighting movie and much more of a disaster movie. That's all about dealing with Godzilla as it attacks Japan. Yeah, and it, it references, you know, atomic bombs. It references, you know, the Lucky Dragon Fight, which is an incident that happened uh, in Japan uh, a little before this. Uh, it's 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 a very it's a culturally relevant film, and it's something that's very specific to Japan, I believe. I um, will say. 
I watched it only for the first time very recently. I don't really consider myself a big Godzilla guy, mm-hmm. but I watched it for the first time very recently, and I thought that it held up like very well. Like for a black and white like original Tokusatsu movie, like it held up very well. And the the story is just that well written. It's that well put together. It's definitely worth your time if you want to check it out. I, 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 is it on HBO Max? I think it is. I believe it is. I believe it is, yeah. But to that same end, uh, more recently, kind of capturing some of the feeling of that, of that anxiety over the use of nuclear weapons was the more recent uh, Sheen Godzilla from a couple of years ago, uh, which, if you have the chance, absolutely go check that out. Right. Uh, the thing to note with a lot of these uh, movies like uh monsters like Godzilla or Gamera things like that is that they all fall under the tokusatsu uh umbrella but they specifically fall into this category of giant monsters that are normally referred to as kaiju. Yep. So kaiju would be like literally it means strange beast that would be these giant monster movies like this like Gamera uh Rodan Mothra they all count as kaiju. So if you've ever seen anything uh, parodying that uh, on TV or in another movie, um, another example of that that not a lot of people think about was this movie with Anne Hathaway from a few years ago called Colossal. Those would be kaiju in that movie. And I feel like a lot of um, Western audiences heard the term kaiju for the first time through the movie Pacific Rim because they they, they refer to all the giant monsters as kaiju. And I feel like that's like in the last like seven years whenever that movie came out mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people a lot more people know what kaiju means because of that movie exactly which is very weird since we haven't gone too far from explaining specifically what tokusatsu means i think this is a pretty good time to point out that while those while the old godzilla movie is, is what we would consider tokusatsu in within this fandom because it is only special effects very few computer like Tokusatsu mostly refers to the use of practical effects. When we say special effects, that's what we're referring to. Tokusatsu does use visual effects that are computer generated or uh, you know created through digital means, but it's a, it's always focused on uh, or, or within the fandom at least. There's this focus on the use of practical effects, and it's it's kind of like anime in that when we say toku we are mostly referring to Japanese-style tokusatsu. So um, that would include things like Godzilla and other kaiju movies uh, that use, like, giant, you know, big suits and small sets that look like cities. Or, um, you know, live-action, or very practical suits. Like, not, not, not the Iron Man suit. The Iron Man suit is not practical. Well, actually, that... To that end, from people in Japan looking over at media from the West, all of those things over here, like all the CW, DC superhero shows, things like Doom Patrol, or especially uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, those are tokusatsu. Right. I was about to say, like, there is a there is a wider definition that includes all, you know, special effects heavy, you know, works. Which you know, I mean, people I've heard people say that you know, Doctor Who is a tokusatsu. Because oh, it absolutely! Special effects. It is. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, like there, there is a wide definition, and there is there is sometimes there is some kind of you know there's a discussion that's had once every once in a while in the fandom. There's like a discussion of like what is considered tokusatsu. Is it Japanese tokusatsu is the only thing that's considered tokusatsu? Japanese style tokusatsu, or like 
in general. And I, I, for me, I'm more of the boat of like, if it's special effects, it's tokusatsu. I've heard the argument made before where, uh, specifically with you bringing it up there, Yaz, of you could absolutely see somebody like the third doctor walking into an episode of original common writer and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because the mm. filming styles were so similar. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, when we talk, I mean, I mean, for specifically when we talk about the tokusatsu fandom, it's mostly, uh, you know, focused on either, you know, Japanese tokusatsu, Japanese style tokusatsu, or Jap or adaptations of Japanese tokusatsu shows. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of the fandom umbrella that's kind of used. Yeah, I I generally fall into the the position of the I I, I see it as two general definitions of tokusatsu. There's the original Japanese definition, which includes all all productions that use special effects. And then there's the fandom definition, which is uh, the, the the Japanese style tokusatsu, and it's a similar discussion about anime right. because anime in Japan. If you say anime in Japan, that includes Disney's Frozen. It includes right, all right. animation um, because that's just that's just their word for it. And so, what, but but just for your reference for this podcast, we when we refer to toku. We are, or tokusatsu, we are talking about uh, things that are in the realm of the Japanese-style tokusatsu. Which would be in these, these genres, like we're talking about here, of uh, kaiju, you know, the giant monsters, or the more traditional uh, transforming hero genre, which are a lot of, which are going to be a lot of those uh, Sunday morning shows like uh, Kamen Rider, like Super Sentai, things like that that you might be more familiar with. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Godzilla, you know, you know, set off, you know, started off the tokusatsu genre as we know it today. Um, it also kicked off the kaiju boom of the like 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, so that everybody was making like Toho, which is the company that, you know, uh, produced Godzilla made a bunch of movies in that time period. Um, but then other companies did the same, and the bit one of the biggest you know rivals or competitors of Godzilla was Gamera, which mm -hmm. uh, was a giant, uh, I guess, radioactive turtle that flies in the air and breathes fire. Um, they were created by a company called Dae back in the sixties. Nineteen sixty-five was the first movie. Well, yeah, it's worth noting, I think, that whereas Godzilla has gone back and forth over the years from being, you know, this embodiment of, you know, fear against the atomic age or, you know, a force of nature or sometimes being the defender of Japan. Gamera has always been the hero of the children. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, it's, it's, yeah, a lot of, especially a lot of the show movies, that's kind of what he's known for. Um, the, I, there's, there is a, the trilogy in the 90s that's referred to as the Heisei, a trilogy of Gamera that I haven't seen him in a, in a while, but I feel they're they're a lot more serious than the show movies, for sure. Um, but yeah, Gamera is another another franchise. Uh, not as many movies as Godzilla, but it's another franchise that stood alongside it for many years. So yeah, if if you want to watch those, I mean, a lot of the Toho Godzilla movies are on HBO Max right now, I believe. Uh, there's also the legendary movies that. A lot of people have probably heard of in the last ten years. Not ten years. 
seven years since the uh, legendary Godzilla movie in 2004. 2014. 2014, sorry. Yes. And those movies are, uh, I mean, I'm sure, a lot, I mean, a lot of people have seen those movies. <laughs> those movies have been everywhere. Um, I wouldn't say they're, uh, they're more like American interpretations, I guess. Right? They're not, they're not like an adaptation of Godzilla or anything like that. Well, they would be since they are sanctioned by Toho. Oh, right, yeah. Or Legendary, go ahead yeah. and make them. It's not like, right, right, right. okay, we're making this without permission because there's a whole no, no, another branch of that that we can talk about with Ultraman. But mm, yeah, that's that's a whole other bag of worms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there there is definitely there's a huge you know library of kaiju movies uh, that start off this this trend this uh, genre, uh, but that also you know dives into the hero side of things. Um, Eiji Tsuburaya, who was the special effects director on the original Godzilla and many of those movies, he went off to make his own company called Tsuburaya Productions and created his own series. Uh, the first series was called uh, Ultra Q, which was more of a uh, sci-fi, kind of like Twilight Zone-esque show, but it had giant monsters in it. Uh, that aired for one season, and the next year, 1966, he created a hero called Ultraman. And Ultraman is started this its own huge franchise that's still going on today. And uh, the basic premise of it is that uh, Ultraman is a being of light uh, who comes to Earth and uh, usually saves a human. You, most likely, he's part of a defense force that... Uh, a defense force that studies scientific phenomenons. Uh, he usually saves one of them and gives his life force to that character. They become Ultraman. They turn into a giant uh, being of light and they fight monsters week to week. You can usually recognize Ultraman because he's usually very uh, silver, has really light, uh, kind of off yellow eyes, uh little bit of red on the suit uses a lot of mm -hmm. wrestling and karate moves yeah um and i mean i, I believe there's there was definitely you know dubs that came over to the u.s back in the day so mm -hmm. some people maybe recognize them but he's not as popular or as well known as godzilla is um yeah that that, that start that, that was also the start of uh some of the hero shows that came out after that uh, one of the shows that spawned from, you know, Ultraman, well, not spawned from it, but it was like a competition of Ultraman was Kamen Rider, which was developed by Toei, uh, Studio Toei, uh, back in 1971. Josh, I believe you're way more <laughs> versed in this than I am. Okay, uh, so as far as Kamen Rider goes, uh, that was created by uh, manga creator Shotaro Ishinomori. Uh, he's considered one of the most prolific manga creators ever to do it. Uh, so at a certain point, uh, Toei contacted Ishinomori, said, hey, we want to go ahead and create a hero show for our, our kid audience. What have you got for us? He came back to them with a couple of designs. They told him, no, these are too scary. Kids don't want to see a skull-based hero. We don't want that. Can you retool this and give us something else? Uh, he got some advice from his son saying, well, why don't you make him look more like a bug? And he's like, hey, that's not a bad idea. 
And so he comes up with this grasshopper-themed hero uh, that they went ahead and turned into Common Rider. Common uh, in Japanese means mast, so the translation of that would be Mast Rider. So sometimes you'll hear uh, the franchise or the characters' names referred to interchangeably as Common Rider or Mast Rider. From the original series, uh, that's about a hero who is captured by an evil organization uh, turned into a cyborg to be used for evil. They usually break out of their their conditioning to decide to fight against the evil organization. And from there, you have the rest of the adventures of this hero. And as we're recording this podcast, we are now celebrating the 50th anniversary of this franchise. Usually you can tell a common writer by their very large decorative belt, uh, large eyes, uh, usually riding a motorcycle, uh, using a lot of uh, special effects jumps and karate moves, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, it's starting to become more popular. Uh, now the parent company, Toei, has allowed for uh, certain episodes, at least two uh, for each of the more recent series, to be made available on their official YouTube channel, so you can check them out there if you're interested. Specifically, that's Toei Tokusatsu World official and not the uh, not their other Japanese-exclusive channel. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, one thing to point out uh, with both uh, Ultraman and Ryder and, you know, and also Super Sentai that we're going to get into later is that uh, as opposed to, like, Godzilla or Gamera where it is essentially the same character from movie to movie... With Ultraman and Ryder and Sentai, um, every I, w- I don't want to say every year because in the beginning it wasn't it wasn't uh, strictly a year thing, but every iteration of the franchise is a different hero and a different story. They're a similar premise, but they're different stories and mm-hmm. different characters. So, like you know, Ultraman and uh, I mean Ultraman is different from Ultra Seven. Even though, you know, there's a whole thing. I mean, you can get into, like, what's in what universe or whatever. But generally, each season of these shows is a different hero. And it's a different start to a different story. Mm-hmm. Continuity? What is that? <laughs> That's something you can worry about later. <laughs> later, yeah. Yep. If, you're, if you're getting into it, once you get into it a little bit more with a few more shows, then you can sort of dive into what's in what continuity and all the crossovers and everything. it's just it's a lot. <laughs> the, e- the easiest way to explain it is that continuity depends on the series you're watching and the specific show within the series you're watching because every single one handles it differently. And in most cases, every story, whether you're watching an Ultraman series or a Common Rider series, you don't necessarily need to know about the show that came before it or after it. Most seasons are self-contained. Right. The shows are pretty good to it, too, if they bring in new characters. To a certain extent, they kind of make it, like, quote-unquote, idiot-proof on who, like, they're bringing in. At at some point, they'll make it known who they are, or you'll be able to pick up who they are, so you're not completely left out in the dark on who they are. The good thing about those older shows is that more often than not, there's narration to clarify what's going on in a given episode. Right. I mean, it, it, and it's like, especially like the shows like Common Writer after the intro, there's always a, you know, a, a sentence or two that explains like who the main character is and what their objective is kind of a thing. 
So it's, I mean, these, these are, at the end of the day, these are shows aimed at kids. So it was a weekly show and they had to, and it was also made in, you know, in a time where there wasn't many reruns. So they had to, if you're going to watch it like a month or so after it premiered, you got to know what's going on. So they, they let you know, they catch you up on the basic premise of the show. So it's, it's, once you jump into the show, it's pretty easy to follow. At a certain point after uh, Common Rider had been out for a couple of years, uh, Toei had also worked on some other projects because they made other uh, hero series, one of them being an adaptation that, that was an adaptation of uh, Marvel's character that we all know, Spider-Man. Mm, and that only Peter ran Parker. for a season. Not Peter Parker. This is a completely different character who was very vengeful, uh, wasn't exactly the greatest role model but he did have a giant robot and that giant robot concept was so popular that toy decided to apply that to another uh property that they had going on and had been going on for about two years uh which we know now as super sentai um also if you have if you're a fan of marvel comics if you read the spider verse or spider geddon storylines you may have seen this version of spider-man he calls himself the emissary of hell, or emissary from hell. <laughs> and he has a giant, uh, giant robot called Lepardon. Leopardon, yes. And as of the time of recording this, there are rumors that he will appear in the sequel to the Spider Verse movie. God, I wish. God willing, I hope. I hope it, so. It better be there. I'm going to lose it. We've all got our fingers crossed. We're going to like scream in the movie theater. <laughs> there was a drawing of him in the original movie, in the first movie, so. After, after this podcast, we're all going to form a prayer circle to make sure that we can manifest <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man into into the Spider-Verse 2. Who has the Ouija board? Uh, I do. It only says Spider-Man on it. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, if I could make a recommendation, too, just to go off of the uh, toy Spider-Man, there is a fascinating documentary series on uh, Disney Plus right now. Uh, specifically yes, it's called yes. Marvel's Behind the Mask. It's it's like an hour long and it is it goes right from the beginning up until the end. They pull some actors from the series as well to uh talk about how they how they did everything. It's it's such great insight. Like I, I highly recommend that as well. It's a really well made documentary. Are are you sure you're not talking about Marvel's uh six one six? Is it six? Oh, yeah. did I just? Yes. Hold on. Yes. Don't. <laughs> oh, Don't worry. We got, we got you. We got you. Oops. It's okay. We got you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. So if you go on Disney Plus and you search Marvel's 616, episode one is just a hour-long documentary about Toei Spider-Man and the impact it had on the world and how it came to be. And also how it affected this genre of tokusatsu. Yep. Yeah, no, it, I am over the moon that there is a official Disney Marvel documentary that talks about Kamen Rider and Super Sentai. <laughs> speaking of... They actually talk about it, too. Yeah, yeah. Speak, speaking of Super Sentai, um, what we know now as Super Sentai was originally not called Super Sentai, but you see, on April 5th, 1975, uh, that's when the original series, He Meets a Sentai, Go-Ranger, premiered. And it and so Go-Ranger Go is a combination of the word for five, Go, and what we what we call ranger uh so like you know you you may be familiar with power rangers um that that whole concept originated with go ranger and 
So, you know, 45 teams uh, over the course of 46 years. We now have Kikai Sentai Zenkaiger this year. Um, but the original set, original Go Ranger was originally not called Super Sentai, um, but it was followed up with a show called Jack Dengekitai. And after after Spider-Man ended that, or I don't know if it was after it ended specifically, but... It was after. Okay, so after Spider-Man ended, they produced uh, what we call the, a, a show called Battle Fever J. Battle Fever J was sort of inspired uh, by Captain America, sort of. Mar- Marvel was, like, involved a little bit. Um, each member was based on a different... Uh, a different team like, like yeah a different a different country they also danced that wasn't really inspired by captain america but you know it was fun um and ever since then uh every year or so we've had a different team with a di- with their own story always color-coded uniforms all they all they transform into superheroes to gain their superpowers uh, things to look out for, they, us- they usually have handheld or wrist-worn devices. Usually not belts, but there was one where they had belts. Um, and they tend to fight otherworldly supervillains, and they all, you know, it's the typical supervillain fair. They, they want to take over the world, or destroy the world, or accomplish some grand evil goal. And it is up to the, to that year's Sentai to protect the planet. And in a t- it usually follows a pretty similar episode format that you may be familiar with if you've ever seen Power Rangers. The monster, uh, the heroes are dealing with a problem. The enemies appear and cause havoc in a very uh, silly, campy, or sometimes serious way. Um, and then the heroes must fight that monster. They defeat the monster. The monster tends to grow giant. Um, you know, if we're talking about uh, Battle Fever J or anything that came after. And then they summon their robot. These days, it's always a combining robot, um, and they deal with the monster that way. The monster is defeated for good, and they get on with their day. <laughs> and that is... To have it all repeat next week. Exactly. <laughs> See, Super Sentai, they're, they're actually in this existentially horrific time loop where they do the same thing every <laughs> over and over every week. <laughs> No, no. But they figure it out to make it fresh and new every time. (laughs) Yeah. Now, to clarify on that, um, using that, the the name of the franchise, Super Sentai. So, Super is just Super. The word Sentai translates directly to squadron. So, we would more uh, colloquially use the word team. So, when you're talking about Super Sentai specifically, you're talking about the Power Rangers looking types of teams. It's not that, not to say that there aren't other uh, Tokusatsu teams out there. But when you're specifically referring to Super Sentai, you're talking about usually three to five member group, uh, multicolored heroes uh, fighting together for a common goal of saving the world. Yes. Super, Super Sentai specifically is the Toei franchise, but Sentai teams can be and have been made by other production companies and outside of the Super Sentai series. It all just sort of originated with Goranger. Yeah, like I mean Super Sentai specifically is, you know, the toy yeah, like you said, the toy franchise, but you know, like uh Sailor Moon. Sentai. Yep. Ah yes. Absolutely. Sailor Moon was, I believe, originally created specifically to be a Sentai for aimed at girls. 
That was the that was the goal, right? Because it's like, hey, this is a cool thing. Why don't girls have? Why are they all end up boys? I think like uh, this thing, like you know, Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, Ultraman have had such influence in Japan that you know you see a lot of its DNA in a lot of anime and manga that's you know created, uh, whether it's shows like you know or shows in manga like Sailor Moon, stuff like you know. Uh, Samurai Flamenco. Samurai Flamenco. Is that the right? The name yeah, of the Samurai show? Flamenco right. was an right. anime that was like Tokusatsu inspired, and all about it. Right. I mean, there's just a lot of it. Like, even if if you've seen, you know, uh, My Hero Academia, not here, My Hero Academia, um, One Punch Man. There's the uh, uh, Moomin Rider is a a play is a sort of an homage or a play on Common Rider. Yeah, you'll you'll notice his belt and his goggles and stuff. And he and he he rides a bike instead of a motorcycle, which is another uh, uh, thing. We I don't know if we mentioned that Common Rider originally always rode a motorcycle. That's why he's called Common Rider. Even these days, they always have a motorcycle or some kind of vehicle, but they tend not to ride them a lot in the show these days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You'll see a lot of uh, different things over the years because a lot of these uh, properties like Super Sentai, Godzilla, Ultraman, Kamen Rider have been around so long. You see a lot of homages to them in a lot of popular media, you know, just like we were talking about with Samurai Flamenco or uh, people forget uh, in Dragon Ball Z, the Ginyu Force are inspired by Super Sentai. Uh Gohan becoming the great Saiyan and posing the way he does is an homage to Common Rider. Mm-hmm. Oh my right, god, exactly. I never put that together. <laughs> I've been watching Dragon Ball Z for years and I never put that together. Wow. Yeah, the whole yeah, both uh both uh Saiyan and the Ginyu Force. There are just so many places you see references to these famous tokusatsu shows there are so many anime where i will notice that a character has done uh the 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 first common rider's henshin pose or transformation oh, pose yes. um specifically because it's just that memorable like it, it appeared like there, it was very subtle but it was in, in in an episode of that time i got reincarnated as a slime um and so i i noticed it i was like hey that's the thing that i know because it's in my fandom and or or there's the the really famous example of the anime girls unpanzer that had an episode where the girls all did like like they dressed up as sent as a sentai and they got on stage and did the exact roll call from uh gosei sentai die ranger which uh, is yeah. just like amazingly animated by the way another example being uh if you've ever seen uh satoshi kon's movie perfect blue it starts out at a theme park where a bunch of kids are there watching a Sentai-style uh, stage show. So, like, it's it's so well-known. It, yeah, I mean, there's, there's also in video games, like, if you ever played Beautiful Joe. Oh, that's, yeah. That's such a... That's, that's such a love a, letter to, to Tokusatsu. Exactly. Uh, same with... Uh, I haven't played the series, but No More Heroes has a ton of Tokusatsu references. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The new one coming out, that he literally says Henshin in it, so... Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, so it's everywhere. I mean, Ultraman, like, what's the thing? Like, um, the way we have in the West and specifically in the US, like, you know, Superman, Spider Man, Batman, like, Ultraman. Ben 10. Yeah. 
What? Ben 10. Ben oh, 10 has a reference right. to Ultraman. Yeah. He, or yeah. he has a he has a form that is a reference to Ultraman at the very least. Is it wait, is right. he so like is he overall supposed to be like inspired by Ultraman? No, just that form. Okay. Cause I, I, I could see a case for it. The way that we have comic book heroes that are so popular and worldwide here show like heroes like Ultraman, Common Rider, and Super Sentai teams, they they are you know, not only just, you know, well, like well known and well, like, you know, integrated into like pop culture in, you know, Japan, but like pretty much all over the world. Like Ultraman is kind of like, I feel like it's seen as, as, as big and as big of a hero as Superman in a lot of cases. That's the way I end up explaining it to a lot of people who, who ask about, so what, what exactly are these things? Who are these characters? Ultraman to Japan, that's their Superman. Yeah. You know, uh, Super Sentai, that's their Avengers. You know, that yep. uh, it's that level of notoriety. Kamen Rider is their Batman. Basically, yeah. that That's the <laughs> way they see it. It's huge, yeah. and every kid grew up knowing it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of, like, we, we've we've mentioned Power Rangers from here and there, but I guess we should... A lot of people that probably are going to listen to this at some point may have seen or watched some Power Rangers and... If you didn't know, Power Rangers is an American adaptation of Super Sentai. Um, it started with uh, the Super Sentai series, uh, uh, Kyoryu Sentai Zoo Ranger that came out in 1992. They adopted it in 1993 as Power Rangers. And they basically, for the most part, they've uh, adapted every season after that as a Power Rangers season a year or so later. Um, there have been times where they've skipped a few seasons, but for the most part, they've pretty much adapted every season since uh, Zoo Ranger into a Power Ranger season. Fun fact for those of you who grew up on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you ever wonder why the White Ranger looks so different from the others? It's because he's from a completely different show originally. That was such right. a power yeah. move for them to do. It, it really was. I can't believe they got away with it. I mean, they have power moves on top of power moves for that season. Well, the thing is, like, I think the thing is, like, back then, like, Power Rangers hit and became such a popular, like, no, like, you couldn't get away from Power Rangers. Like, Power Rangers was so huge. So the fact that, like, they adapted a series that ends after a year and re, you know, reboots itself, basically, with a new team and a new suit design and new robots, new monsters every year. After the first year, they ran out of footage. So then... They had to do something, so they kind of had to be creative. They didn't want to, they didn't want to, you know, immediately change their suit, their their, the character suits after a while. Like they didn't want to do that because they're so popular. Like, well, we got to keep these like dinosaur suits. Yeah, we need brand recognition. Yeah, so let's change the the let's change the you know the robots and okay, but they did that and then they you know they integrated the Die Ranger monster battles and robot battles into either you know cut together footage from the old season or they would you know they this, this is way too deep for our intro thing but <laughs> but they, <laughs> they found here. ways they, here. They, they, they they found ways to like you know either integrate their own US footage to integrate into it or they got the Japanese uh, company Toei the original to company to make new new footage with the old suits to interact with the new new monster is a whole thing, um, but I mean that that is kind of what happened with I th 
and to some degree with the original Sentai where that didn't run for just one year. It has like, I forget how many episodes the original, like go Ranger ran for 84 go, episodes, 84 episodes. So it was more than a year. Common Rider, the original Common Rider ran for like what? 99, a hundred episodes, something like that. 98, something like that. Uh, two seconds. It ran for a total of 98 episodes. 98. I got it. Um, so yeah, I mean, Power Rangers had a similar like run where the first three years of Power Rangers used the Zoo Ranger suits, but changed their their robots and mechs uh, to the seasons that were currently or that just ended in Japan. After a while, once the they couldn't uh, do that the, anymore. The cra- once they couldn't do it anymore, and also the craze was starting to go down a bit. Then they started changing the suits with you know to correspond with the season that they're adapting. And that's how we have seasons, different seasons every year now. That's when they got stronger than before. You could say that. Some people say that. Some people don't. Go Zio. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, those are the big, as far as Togusatsu, those are the big franchises. You got, you know, you got Godzilla, you got the Kaiju genre, you got Gamera, you have Ultraman. Common Rider, Super Sentai, and, you know, the American adaptation of Sentai, which is Power Rangers. Um, but there's a diff- there's a whole bunch of shows, like, from, there's, you know, the, there's more Toei shows. There's a bunch of other companies that made other shows as well. Uh, we can all touch on them a bit if we, if everybody has, like, a, a couple of shows they want to throw into the pot of, like, you know, yeah, things that they would want people to be aware of. Well, uh, a real easy one to touch on is, you know, talking about Power Rangers there in the 90s. There was that whole boom of, well, when Power Rangers hit and it became this massive multi-million dollar franchise, uh, they produced a lot of other shows around that time that were based off these Japanese properties. Like Master Rider. So things that you might have... Yeah, like Master Rider, (laughs) VR Troopers, Beetleborgs, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Those were all adapted from... Uh, that parent company Toei shows they had made uh, B Fighter Kabuto B Fighter. Um, actually, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad was not from Toei. I was getting there. <laughs> um, so yeah, B Fighter is what uh, became Beetleborgs over here. VR Troopers was taken from two different uh, shows from the uh, Metal Heroes franchise, and then Gridman was uh, from Subaraya Productions, and that's what got brought over here as Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, which, funny enough, compared to all those shows at the time, was the one that had the least amount of change to it from the original version to what we saw over here. And even then, it had, like, some serious 90s energy. The Gridman, when I was a kid, that was the coolest thing for me. I I remember we we had a magazine that this was this was way before i could even like read i didn't know what what was on there but i kept looking at all the pictures of like the designs and everything and i just kept looking and i was like this is this is so cool i want to watch this and i never was able to find it it was never on cartoon network or nickelodeon it was the worst that was the sad thing about superhuman samurai cyber squad growing up was that it always aired at like 7.30 in the morning on the local Fox affiliate, and I had to leave to go to school at 7.30. Yeah, that's school time. That's not fair. I know. 
that's not fair to anybody. Who's like maybe if you're in a different time zone, you could watch it. But me in Central Time, I can't watch it. I had to I had to pray for a sick day so I could actually stay at home and watch Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I mean, honestly, that's kind of how I was with Power Rangers for a few years, where I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch the whole show because I had to get ready for school. Well, because, like, in, in the first season, they would run it in the mornings. And then when they yep. got to season two, they moved to the afternoon. So I ran home to catch it. Because they, they, they would air it at, like, school would let out at, for me anyway, school would let out at, like, three. And Power Rangers would come on at, like, four. Yep. And yep. I had. That's exactly the same for me. And so I had to tell my parents, move it. I want to miss. I don't want to miss Power Rangers. They're going to show who the White Ranger is. <laughs> Dude, when that happened, I remember the day that the the White Ranger episode happened because I had to like, at that time, I, my school was very far away and I had to take a school bus to a, to a bus stop and then take the the public transport, public bus to get to the road that I had to walk another like 15 minutes to get home to watch Power Rangers. And I was running. I was like, I got to see who the white... Billy's about to uncover who... He just saw the white... I don't want to see who the white is. <laughs> and then, you know, it's worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. It. Hits, it hits... It just hits different. <laughs> so all of this is to say that if you're getting into Toku, there is something for everyone. If you, if you like giant monsters and disasters or giant monsters fighting other monsters, you've got kaiju. If you like superheroes, well, maybe you want giant heroes fighting giant kaiju. Maybe maybe you really liked that giant man scene in Avengers or, or Captain America Civil War. Or you got Ultraman. Uh, <laughs> maybe or maybe maybe you're a big fan of like the the more intense stories. You like you like your Batman. You like your Iron Man trilogy. You maybe you'll get into Common Rider. Or maybe you grew up on Power Rangers and you want to see where it came from. Or you just still really enjoy that formula. Super Sentai is there for you, and there are so many shows within each of those different franchises that have different tones and stories and approaches and themes that can appeal to almost anyone, but if you happen to not be interested in any of those things, there are some of uh, options outside of those, and that's what Josh was just talking about. So may maybe you're looking for something a little more intense and darker, and so you've got you know something a little just a little more adult and so you've got the garo franchise and i i am not the expert on garo but it is our first bullet point so who wants to talk about garo <laughs> i got you uh so garo would be uh not from one of these major studios garo is uh like brody just said decidedly more adult in tone because when it came out it was billed as the midnight action drama uh, i'm sorry the hyper midnight action drama so that means uh because this aired at midnight when most kids are in bed asleep uh adults can stay up and watch this because in episode one within the first five minutes you get boobs uh but that's not to say oh, that's yeah, what that's the right. is about. <laughs> uh this is more uh fantasy based uh with heroes and very intricate golden armor usually it's a, it's a lineage based thing so the title of garo the the hero is passed down from generation to generation and they have to fight these demonic creatures called horrors they're literally defending the world that knows nothing about what's going on against the horrors of darkness uh, it was created by uh, keita Mimiya back in 2006 
I ran for the first season ran for 25 episodes and since then it's spun off into several other series uh one or two video and pachinko games and has actually gotten three uh anime adaptations another series that we could talk about uh which we've touched on with you know VR Troopers and Beetleborgs is the original version of those, which is called Metal Heroes, which is another Toei production that started in 1980, 82 actually, with uh, Uchu K- Uchu Keiji Gavan or Space Sheriff Gavan, and uh, a, premise of, a premise of a lot of these shows, not all, uh, is you know a space sheriff or you know space. Uh, a group of space uh, space cops yeah pretty much uh, who come to earth to defend it from you know alien threats uh, the first three series were all space sheriff shows but then after that they kind of branch off into like different types of stories but they all for the most part have metal armor which is why they're deemed uh, you know termed metal heroes uh, some of them are are actual like robots or androids a lot of them are just, you know, people with arm, uh, metal armor. Uh, that sh- that franchise didn't last as long as like Super Sentai and Kamen Rider and Ultraman. Uh, it only had about seventeen seasons. It ended in '98 uh, with Tetsuon Tante Robotech. Uh, since then, we've had a few, you know, they tried to bring it back. Uh, they tried to bring it back with some movies. Uh, they had Gavan. Uh, they had a new Gavan movie, which uh, introduced a new Gavan hero, but you know it's still in continuity because the old Gavan is also in the movie. Uh, they also had like next generation of like you know Sharivan and Shider. Um, hopefully, one day they'll bring more. I, I want to. I, I'm really hoping one day we get a new Just Beyond. Sure, sure, sure. Sentai Ninja also had a uh, appearance by Sekai, uh, the Sekai Ninja Jiraiya. And uh, he's he's from a Metal Hero series show called Sekai Ninja Zen Jiraiya. And so that also ended up appearing in Power Rangers Super Ninja Steel. Uh, I forget the name of the character, yeah. but... Captain Chaku. No, that's, that was the... That was Gavan's... Uh... Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah. Wait, Gavan appeared in Power Rangers? Uh, in Beast yeah, Morphers. In, in Beast Morphers, um, yeah. oh. One ep- like one or two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. He, yeah, he um, I really need to watch. But that. it's like the it's the new it's the new Gava, not the old Gava. Oh man, I type G. I still really need to watch that though. That's cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, as we said, um, there were a, few, a couple of adaptations of Metal Hero shows. Uh, there was uh, VR Troopers, which you know, like like Josh said, there was a it was a mashup of a few different shows, uh, Shider. Spielbahn and Metalder. Yes. Um, and there's also Big Bad Beetleborgs, which adapted both uh, Juku B Fighter and B Fighter Kabuto as he's one. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was kind of like a Power Rangers situation where they mashed a bunch of different shows together in a way that didn't that wouldn't have been obvious, but they did like have heroes from different shows together. For VR Troopers specifically, the more you know about it or the longer you look at it, it's really obvious yeah. uh, based off the writing and the way they, they did things. Because in show, uh, JB and Caitlin were always together and Ryan always went off by himself. The reason for that being Ryan's suit was Metalder, 
so he's never interacting with those other two because they're from a completely different show. Right. And then when they ran out of Metalder footage, that's why they switched over to the Scheider footage, which is why Ryan gets a new suit in season two. Right, yeah. Okay, so uh that that's the correction there. Sheriff Skyfire is Jediah's uh name in the Power Rangers adaptation. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Thank you thank you for looking that up, Ryan. I didn't want to everyone it was such good information. I didn't want to like <laughs> I yeah, don't want to break the conversation. It's a good name. I like that name. <laughs> so if you if you've seen Power Rangers uh, Super Ninja Steel and you met Sheriff Skyfire, you that is a very old Tokusatsu hero named Judaya. Um and that was part of the Metal Hero series. And so Metal Heroes is uh, I guess I mean just based on what I know of it, kind of kind of a mixed bag, but very, you know, it's they they got some good stuff. I don't know. It's it's a shame that it ended, <laughs> but uh, on a on a on a different note, um, we were we were talking a bit about Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Uh, I was I'm pretty excited to talk a bit about Gridman. Maybe maybe some of you guys uh, grew up watching Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I did not. I got into Gridman when uh, the anime studio Trigger created an anime sort of a su- successor to it uh, called SSSS.Gridman. If you guys are watching right now, this currently airing this season, SSSS.Dynazenon, that is part of the Gridman, of the Gridman universe um, and a follow-up to the Gridman anime. And that Gridman anime is a follow-up to the 1993 Tokusatsu series, Gridman the Hyperagent, or Denko Chojin Gridman. Uh, which I believe I I think it has an official DVD release or at least an upcoming one. Um, upcoming, okay, upcoming. But uh, Tsuburaya is the one; they're they're the company behind Gridman, and they so the same company as Ultraman. And you can definitely notice some crossover in the anime. They actually have a character who's a big fan of Ultraman, <laughs> so Ultraman canonically exists in the Gridman universe as a show, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it's the thing you can see. Uh... The way that Gridman is also compared, even though it takes place in a computer, that he's this giant being that's mainly silver with some red accents and these kind of white, yellow eyes. That's how you can tell where he belongs as far as, okay, whose kid is this? Oh, Tsubiraya. That's one of yours. Gotcha. Exactly. Even like when they transform into giant Gridman, it's the same sequence that Ultraman uses to transform. That's the thing. Ultraman always has the same or a similar style of how he how they show that he's growing giant. Um, and Gridman also does that. And they recreate it in the anime too, which is really fun. Uh, and I'm there's like there's just a lot, a lot to, to notice. Um, maybe you've already watched SSSS.Gridman. There's a lot of little nods to the original Tokusatsu. For instance, when they first, when the main character first becomes Gridman, the, the the his best friend in the show says the same thing that the best friend in the original Gridman also says. Really, the just the whole last episode, and I'll leave it at that. Yes, the whole the whole last episode. Oh man, um, the whole last episode is just a big tribute to the original, basically. But you you should really watch it. You should really watch SSSS.Gridman. You should really watch SSSS.Dynazenon. I think I think only Funimation has Dynazenon, but I believe Crunchyroll has the uh, the first anime. 
And as for uh, gr the as for Gridman itself, I know Tsubarai has been uploading uh, episodes with English subtitles to YouTube, uh, leaving those up for a week or two, and then uploading the next one every week. Um, so you might you might be able to jump in there, but. Yeah, uh, Gridman. He's a he's a hero who exists only in the computer world on Earth. Uh, he's a, he's sort of this extraterrestrial uh, hyper agent uh, who is out to fight evil monsters and stop bad people from doing bad things. Uh, I, I can't remember if this is the name from Gridman or Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, but uh, the villain Khan Digifer uh, cre uh, takes he he like a uh, takes advantage of a human child and, and their, 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 their negative emotions to create monsters that affect the computer world in ways that have a bad effect on the world outside of computers. This was, you know, 1993, people didn't really understand the internet too much, so it's just like, oh yeah, they're attacking the grid. Cough, cough. Uh, and so Gridman goes into the computer world, defeats the monster, uses his fixer beam, and repairs the damage done to save the world. And he fuses with a human child who goes into the computer world, and that's how Gridman happens. So you can see there's some crossover with how Gridman is kind of like Ultraman. It takes a human host transforming with Gridman to fight in the computer world. Um, so that's Gridman. I, I think Gridman's pretty neat. I really want to watch the whole thing. But as of right now... Really? I, yeah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> as of right now i've only seen the anime but i've seen some of the original tokusatsu i really want to watch the whole thing so some of you may be asking oh tokenet what about those other you know american adaptations like mystic knights of tyrannagog or tattoo teenage <laughs> alien fighters from beverly hills what are those Japanese versions of it? There's none of those. There's those no. are just <laughs> one of the, just American. Out of the, no, I've heard I've heard Mystic Knights was pretty good. Mystic but, Knights was decent. I'm not gonna lie. It yeah. had some really decent storytelling in a lot of ways that are pretty similar to the way these Japanese uh, hero transforming hero shows are written. Yeah, in that it only ran for one season, and they kept it to a pretty tight story. And it just right. it's a shame that there's no lasting copy of it anywhere. Whereas uh Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly <laughs> Hills uh, was a cash grab that wasn't good. I'm gonna be honest, that that whole joke was just because I just remembered what T I just remembered part of that title and I Googled it and it was such ridiculous. I was like I gotta put that into a joke somehow into this podcast. It it is the joke. You just say the title of the show and it's the joke all in its own. Teenager teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Oh my god. We'll we'll so talk ridiculous. more about that after. Such a relatable concept. Okay, so we've done this, you know, sort of very broad, very like overseeing like sort of overview of Tokusatsu, like where it came from, its genres, the different types of franchises there are. Uh, but if you're getting into the fandom, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's, it's you want to know, like, you know, where should I start, or, you know, how do I watch this stuff? This stuff. So this kind of what we're gonna do now, where we're gonna talk about, you know, how to get into this. Uh, some maybe some common questions that people have, 
Um, for example, I, I, something I'll, I'll ask to the panel. Um, for you guys, when you first got into Tokusatsu, what are some things that were confusing that you uh, want new fans to sort of understand? I think one of the easiest things to get mixed up with is with a lot of these different shows, because there's so many of them that fall under these things, like, okay, so is this a Millennium Godzilla movie, or is this a new version, or, okay, which common writer is he? Is he X? Well, what's ZX? Oh, wait, it's pronounced Z-Cross? What? Don't get hung up on any of that stuff. Thankfully, nowadays... YouTube can be your best resource because a lot of people have put guides together. Don't be afraid to go look them up. Go look up a wiki and just go watch a compilation of transformations or attacks. And you'll, it, with enough repetition, you can see, oh, okay, I can kind of start seeing the difference between these guys. This guy's only got this color on this side of his body or this guy only transforms with a cell phone it becomes easier even though it looks daunting i promise you it's not that bad all these guys are pretty cool hey you brought it you you, you touched on something that i forgot we should probably explain a little bit um when you get in and it's probably going to be a confusing thing uh, when you get into the fandom, you'll, or when you start getting into, you know, Tokusatsu and trying to figure out what you want to watch or, you know, looking at a bunch of shows, you'll see stuff where they say, like, you know, show a common writer or show an Ultraman or, you know, show a Super Sentai or Heisei Rider. Heisei you know, Phase 2. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Neo Heisei. Uh, that, nope, nope, nope. Reiwa. Not getting into it. So, yeah, uh, the, the thing is, like, uh, a lot of people, and this kind of stems from, uh, Japanese uh, way of, you know, categorizing things, I believe, is that uh, a lot of the eras are based off of actual, you know, time periods in Japanese uh, calendars and, you know, they do, you know, different eras, like Showa era was based off of a certain, em a certain emperor, and then, you know, Heisei era. It's based off who's emperor at the time. Right. So Showa, uh, usually, I mean, I don't. I should probably look up. Uh, I don't know when show starts, but it ends at 1988. So usually the way to kind of ballpark it, we can get into more specifics later. Right. Uh, but when you're referring to the different genres of all of these shows, Godzilla, Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, when you hear somebody say Showa, generally what that's referring to is the mid to late 80s, 1980s, and any time before that. When yes. you hear somebody talking about Heisei, they're usually talking about the mid-90s all the way up to uh, two years ago. Pretty much, yeah. And then when you're hearing somebody talk about Reiwa, they're talking about the current era, which started uh, just about a year or so, two years ago at this point. 2019? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. 2019, yeah. Um. It's, it gets a little bit weird with Kamen Rider specifically because there were a few like movies that came out in the 90s that generally Toei does not group in with their Heisei Kamen Riders. But that's just, they basically just refer to, like they, they, they brand, kind of rebranded when they relaunched Kamen Rider in 2000 with Kamen Rider Kuga. So anything Kuga and after is Heisei up until uh, 
Common Rider Zero One as the first Reiwa Common Rider. Oh, and uh, to to correct myself, uh, the Heisei era started in eighty nine. Yes. So anything, pretty much uh, anything after eighty nine up until twenty nineteen is the Heisei era, and uh, yeah, that includes. Which is weird because you know uh, at the time, Common Rider Black started in uh, nineteen eighty eight, I believe, and then RX was in eighty nine, mm-hmm. right? So then it's kind of in that mix, but it's kind of just all considered to be Showa, like like Brody said. Uh, it's kind of like grandfathered in. Yeah, um, and it, it's, it's a similar thing with. Uh, Godzilla, like they have the, well, it's a little different because Godzilla has the Showa movies and then the Heisei movies are usually referred to the ones in the 90s. And then the Millennium, uh, everything start, and then the Millennium movie started with Godzilla 2000, which I believe actually aired in 99, I think. I don't remember. Um, up until, uh, you know, uh, Toei Godzilla was basically canceled in 2004. Um, yeah, 99 to 2004 was Millennium. Yeah. And then Shin Godzilla is the only uh, new Toho Godzilla movie, so I don't know if it really has a name for it yet. It, it falls under Reiwa. Does it? Yeah. Fascinating. The Shin Godzilla? That came out in 2016. Uh, for some reason, it, it's kind of that weird other direction uh, grandfathering in. Like, uh, uh. the more recent ones of... Uh, Godzilla singular point for sure is Reiwa. Uh, this mm-hmm. most recent trilogy, I think, is kind of like thrown forward, even though if you want to get technical, uh, both Millennium and Heisei, or most of Heisei, Millennium should be classified under Heisei. It's just the fact that Heisei, yeah. during that period of 99 to 2004, they couldn't keep to a specific uh, continuity. So, like... Godzilla would exist, and then two movies later, they basically started over again. That part I can easy. understand how it can get daunting to a new fan. I still don't get it. I've I've been a fan for almost ten years now, and it's still like, well, I, you know, most most Godzilla movies are kind of a spiritual or actual sequel to the original, but not really. It's a whole thing. Let's summarize it like this. Uh, you know, you got your Showa Godzilla, you got your uh, Heisei Godzilla up until 99, 99 to 2004, you've got your Millennium Era. Anything after that from Toho is considered Reiwa. And then you've got uh, your your legendary pictures, Monster vs. Godzilla, which I believe the Godzilla fandom puts into its own category. Yes. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're called legendary movies. Yeah, and so that is the least confusing way to explain it. But it doesn't actually make a lot of sense. And you'll probably find a lot of things within Tokusatsu, be it the fandom or specific continuities, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And the general the general reaction to that sort of thing is, don't worry about it. It just is that way. <laughs> I will say this just to touch on it for a brief second. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of James Rolfe's coverage of the Godzilla movies if you're trying to get into them Mm, his mm. breakdown of each of them in these really bite-sized pieces that he did years ago of all the Godzilla movies I think up to 2014 is really a great simple easy way to get into it uh from his channel there on YouTube Cinemassacre go check that out if you want the quickest 
most understandable breakdown of what which Godzilla movie is which. Yes. Right. And then uh, just to briefly summarize uh, the categorization of Kamen Rider eras, you've got Showa, everything up until like the the up until Kamen Rider Kuga in 2000. And then you see that then the whole group is Heisei up until Kamen Rider Zero One, but Toei kind of did a thing where they like changed things to be to be a little more consistent stylistically after Kamen Rider Kiva, and so from Kamen Rider Decade to uh, the end of the Heisei era, those those two halves of the era are sort of broken into a Phase One and a Phase Two. That's more of a fandom thing than a Toei thing, but I think Toei still kind of divided those. Um, I think. I don't know. Okay, well, maybe it's not official then. Uh, but ironically, we might just be confusing people now. Yeah, yeah, okay, that, that just right. comes. Ironically, now. Super Sentai doesn't have any of this confusing era problems as far as branding goes. Well, because the the biggest reason for that being compared to all these other ones that we're talking about, Godzilla, Ultraman, Common Rider. Super Sentai has never taken a break. The reason yep. all this stuff happens with all the other ones is that most of these franchises had to take a break at some point. Super Sentai has just been consistently on the air, so you can just say, oh, it's the 33rd one. It's the 40th one. And that makes it way easier. Yeah, I mean, you can also, you also just, like, categorize it like, oh, it's an 80s Sentai or a 90s Sentai or whatever. It's just, like, it's been so it's been so consistent that it's just... it. It's not easy to break it up, so you just kind of all lump it all together. Yeah, in a way, you could also just choose not to care about referring to eras in this early stage if you're still yeah. new to Tokyo. Worry about that later. Yeah, right. Uh, is there anything else that's uh, confusing about Tokusatsu that you think should be brought up? I can't think of anything for me that isn't like part of another question that we have planned. Okay. Um, okay, so then here's another question. Um, what shows would you recommend for someone uh, who wants to get into Tokusatsu? For me, like the way I, and I think it's just something that a lot more people have been doing in the last several years is that they basically say like, you know, what do you like mm-hmm. as far as like fandoms? Like, are you, Absolutely. Like, if, you, if you're into anime, what kind of anime do you watch? If you like comic books, what kind of comic books do you like? Uh, if you like movies or TV shows, what kind do you like? Uh, and then you can you can go from there, and you can pretty much find something in Tokusatsu that relates to your like your your interests in a way. Um, I, Josh, you had a good suggestion as far as like uh, how to find what you want to watch. Well, yeah, uh, basically uh, with any of these uh, franchises that we're mentioning, these these big four, uh, there's always any number of uh, videos that have been made of collaborations of all of the different ones from each of the eras. Uh, and you can see all of their differences. Some have a, a certain style, a certain flair to them. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is that gets you into it. Whatever it is for you, go check it out. If you want to go look for a serious series, go check out uh, any number of those uh, Godzilla movies. Shin Godzilla, obviously for me, uh, and original Godzilla, definitely get across that seriousness. Uh same thing with uh, Ultraman. If you want serious, uh, I would say Nexus is a good one for that one. Uh, if you want a funny show, uh, definitely check out Common Rider Den O. That one's 
very focused on comedy. If you want something action oriented, check out uh, Gose Sentai Die Ranger, like we mentioned before. I feel like or martial just, arts. Yeah, like martial arts, very Hong Kong kung fu action, very action oriented. Or uh, if you're just simply, hey, I watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Where did that come from? Go check out Jew Ranger. Uh, it's fine wherever you want to start. Uh, there's plenty. That's the good thing about getting into this genre of entertainment is that there's no shortage of places to start. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I would like to. I would like to say just for all of the shows that Josh mentioned. Don't worry about memorizing those or, or, or like if you if you heard something that appeals to you, take note of that. But there are a lot of different approaches. And you yeah, know, but by no means am I saying, no, yes. you must start here. No, no, by no means. Just for the sake of n- making sure you guys are on the same page. Um, for me, um, I, I have different recommendations depending on what series you're looking to get into. So maybe you've narrowed it down. You're like, oh, you know, I kind of like the Power Rangers thing. Uh, I w- I'd like to see something like that. Well, if you're if you're looking to get into Super Sentai and maybe you're, you know, you're you've gotten older, you're you're a bit you've you've matured a bit. You're not necessarily into something that is uh, talking down to its audience, and so. And, but you also want to know a lot about Super Sentai, and, and you, you don't really know where to start. I think Kaizoku Sentai Go Kaijer is a very good entry point because it is the 35th anniversary Sentai, and they have the ability to become past Sentai. And in doing so, they have tri- episodes that tribute a bunch of different individual series. And th- so th- over the course of watching you learn about all the different teams. And the reason I say it doesn't talk down to its audience, it's it it has a well-thought-out character-focused story where the characters grow and change as things go on. And it's also kind of intense at times. It's So it's like, it's a good blending of being for a bit of an older audience while still appealing to the younger audiences that it's actually supposed to be aimed at. So for Sentai... I recommend Gokaidra as a starting point. Um, or, I mean, I guess you could you could you could probably start with the current Sentai if you want a similar sort of situation, because this year's Sentai is the forty fifth anniversary Sentai, and will and has has been touching on bits of Sentai trivia um, a little a little bit, um, not not to the same extent as Gokaidra, but you'll learn some things. I feel like I feel like Zenkaiger is a bit more of a deep cut, like than Gokaiger is. Like I think I feel like it'd be a bit harder. I can see how you say that. It's also the current Sentai. <laughs> so if it's pretty isolated though, as its own like anniversary season. I mean, if it didn't have like the gear special ability, it would have just been its own entity. I think the difference. Okay, sure. The the uh, difference. I think between the two is that uh, Gokaiger is, I don't want to say it's a little bit more, for lack of better words, I'm going to say it's in, more in your face on how it's an anniversary season um, to the point where they'll even bring in older actors as well, which is a good thing as well. Like that's for, you know, for newer, newer people, they're able to see, uh, these characters come back and it gives you a little bit of a taste of like what older seasons would be like as well and you know it's a right it's a good gateway to get into other ones 
Right. Like the thing is, yeah, like like you were saying, uh, with Gokaiger, when they focus on like you know a team power, it's the focus of the whole episode. Right. Whereas with Zenkaiger, if they bring out a team like a gear, a gear that's related to a team, it's usually in reaction to whatever attack is being hit uh, thrown at them at the time. It's not a really a focus of the episode. That's mm-hmm. yes, yes. That that's so that I would recommend Gokaiger. I'm just saying. If you guys want to be caught up with what's current, don't be intimidated by it too much. It, right. It's pretty easy to get into. They explain some things about some past Sentai. It's just not a focus. Um, but there's a lot of tributes to older things in Sentai just ingrained in the very team of the current Sentai. So that's that's those are the, sort of the, the two things I have to say about getting into Sentai. Um if you're getting into Common Rider, it's much more of what Josh was saying, where you sort of need to know what appeals to you. For me, when I first got into Common Rider, it was because I saw a trailer for Common Rider Gaim. And Common Rider Gaim has this thing where uh, they, they have powers based on fruits. And it looked very silly. They're, they're, they're like, they're like Dude, fruit samurai. It was samurai. so weird. It's, it's very weird, very silly, but like... I am so down for silly, weird, and I was pleasantly surprised when about like 12 or so episodes in, the gear shift. What? It was 12. Okay. I'm glad I got that right. (laughs) Um, So I I was very pleasantly surprised when 12 episodes in, the gears shifted and the whole show took on this very serious, intense tone with with a deep story and like, oh boy, Kamen Rider Gaim? If you like, if you like plot, like intense plots, that is a really good place to start. Or if you like silly powers, that is also a good place to start. But um, there's other Common Rider series you can start with. I personally would not recommend Common Rider Geo or Decade the same way I would recommend Gokaiger, even though they have like powers and actors from past series like Gokaiger. I would recommend you just sort of. Look at the different characters, pick a power or theme that appeals to you, and check it out and see if that see if that you like that. Ask around, see what other people recommend. I would, I mean, I'd honestly say the same thing about Sentai. Like, you don't necessarily have to start with Gokaiser. If you could, if you can, if you like, uh, if you like time travel, you can try Time Ranger. If you like martial arts, you could try Geki Ranger or Die Ranger. If you like space. Uh, you can try Q Ranger. There's a bunch of di- like each season has a theme that you can yeah jump into. Just like whatever you want, whatever you feel like uh, speaks to you, or wh- whatever design speaks to you, go for it. Really, yeah. Um, uh, Ryan, do you have anything as far as like suggestions of how to get into Tokusatsu? I mean, I think this is one of those things where it's okay to judge a book by its cover. Um, mm. I mean, by that, I, you can only take so much at face value, but I mean, one of the, one of the big things for me when I first got into it was, uh, suit designs. I'm really, really into suit designs. And, um, I, you know, I th- threw up a compilation of, you know, all the opening theme songs, all the opening credits, and I just watched through them. And, um, you know, I, I picked and chose which ones that I was interested in. Um, and for Common Rider specifically, my first one was going to be Agito, but that one didn't really work out too well. 
um, only because it not that not that it expects you to like already be familiar with it a little bit. Um, but I actually ended up going to Common Rider Ghost as like my first real like series that I ended up watching because it looked like it was, you know, at face value, like a little bit more welcoming, if that makes mm. sense. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I, the idea behind it of just like, you know, it's ghosts are cool. <laughs> um, that, that's kind of just like, uh, ghosts are just cool, man. They, they, they are. Um, and, uh, that's at least the way that, I got into it, especially with it. It's not a, it's not a learning curve. It's just a, this is something, you know, if you're completely unfamiliar with it, there's so many different designs that it can be almost overwhelming. Right. And, um, you know, if you just like find, if you find the one of just like, Hey, I could, I'm down for looking at this for 40 or 50 episodes and, just seeing where this goes, I think that's that's a great opportunity to try and uh, try and like go from there with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could make another suggestion, um, at least this is the path that I like watched my series when I first started. Um, at the same time, uh, we had uh, the uh, the Common Rider build, Common Rider Exade uh, crossover movie, Heisei Generation Final. Uh, that brought back uh, actors, uh, older Common Rider actors in it as well. And uh, to re-f- not re-familiarize myself, because I was already with it a little bit, but um, my, my goal was to watch all of those past ones. And that was a great way to just like dive right into the franchise. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I wouldn't suggest with how quickly I watched through the episodes, but um, it, it just structuring yourself with a little bit of a path of like where you want to go, I think is a, is a good, good starting point of just like getting, getting into the genre in general too. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think, Movies in general could be a good get, get, gateway into it. Uh, that's kind of how I got into it as well. Uh, I saw like a couple of like old, uh, 90s uh, crossover Sentai movies, and that got me interested into like looking into more of these shows. Uh, that could be the same thing with, you know, Ultraman movies. Uh, I know one movie that's I've seen to be like a very universally liked movie is the. Uh, Ultra Galaxy Legends Mega Monster Battle. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's such a good movie. That's actually getting a DVD release if it hasn't already come out. That is, uh, from it's 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 in pre pre order now. Yeah, so it's uh, pre orders are open for that one. With uh, it's it's part of an Ultraman Zero movie bundle, I believe. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's a he has three movies. So yeah, yeah. I mean another way to well here so so like I think. You know, I had some specific suggestions for some shows to get into Sentai, um, but it really does just sort of come down to you know look for look for something that looks appealing and just see see what you think. I got into Gokaiger not because it was an anniversary Sentai; that was just sort of a bonus, um, but because I was on Google looking up pictures of Power Rangers just because, 
and I saw pirates, and I was like, wait, when were the Power Rangers pirates? That's kind of cool. Let me yeah. let me see what this is about. And I started watching, and it blew my mind in the first episode. <laughs> and so that's how I got into that. But now we've got the situation where there's the first two episodes of various Kamen Rider shows on YouTube. There's the first two episodes of Garo on YouTube, uh, part of the original Garo series. Um, and that's official. Um, you've got the Ultraman official YouTube channel uploading different series as well. Um, so th there's just a lot of ways to check out like an episode here and there and see mm. what you will kind of want to stick with. If you want to do like, I think so one of us has suggested it, uh, looking at videos that have like opening uh, song compilations. And thankfully Toei has one there on their official channel. Every uh, case opening. The Right, from Kuga through Geo, uh, and you can just check that out. Even if you, it's just something as simple as, hey, I don't know much about this show, but I really like that theme, that's your in. That's, I actually did that with a friend, uh, friend of mine a while ago, where we sat down, we watched a compilation of all the Heisei Rider openings, and whatever ones he reacted to, it was like, oh, that's cool. I like no, I jotted them down. To like, which it ended up being like six or seven shows that he thought looked cool from the openings. And then we said, Hey, which one do you want to watch? And he said, I want to try Forza. And now we're halfway through Forza. Man, I love Forza. And yeah. So that's a good way to do it. Um, okay. So now that they've, you know, they're, uh, you know, these new fans got their suggestions, they got their recommendations, they, they, they've zeroed in on what kind of show they want to watch. How exactly do they watch these shows? Um, luckily, now in 2021, as we're recording this, there are a bunch of legal, way, legal ways to watch a lot of these shows. Uh, specifically with Ultraman and uh, Super Sentai. Uh, because of their deal with Shout Factory, uh, Super Sentai has a lot of DVDs out, on, uh, out for purchase. Uh, you can also watch them through streaming, through either Shout Factory TV or through services like Tubi TV, which is actually free. Uh, you can watch those on demand. Uh, there's also the Tokushatsu channel, which is a 24-7 uh, channel that airs shows on a schedule. Uh, you can also access that on Pluto TV, I believe. Mm -hmm. they're, they're also running a Twitch channel now. Twitch channel, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so if you wanted to watch Sentai, um, pretty much all the 90s Sentai, as well as... Uh, Hurricane Joe? Well, no, not, not all. Sorry, not not, not all. Um, there's Jetman up until Hurricane Joe is all uh, legally available, at least in North America. Isn't that every 90s Sentai? Uh, well, I mean, they don't have like Five Man, which is technically a 90s Sentai. Okay, yeah. Like that. Uh, I think Turbo Rangers technically is 90s as well. Oh, okay. So I would say that the early, early, early 90s, uh, it starts with, uh, as far as what's subbed. Five Man would have been the first one in the 90s, but that's one of the ones they didn't catch. Gotcha. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Five Man was the first one in the 90s, yeah. Also, if you have a Verve subscription, which is a streaming service from Crunchyroll that brings together multiple other smaller streaming services, um, right. they also have, as part of their Verve Selects category, um, 
the uh, tokushatsu offerings uh from right. like super sentai and common rider um which is that's that's an interesting thing though like you guys you guys have it good that you're entering now because common rider was just not legally accessible uh with official subtitles for a while and as of the dawn of tokushatsu uh we as got of last year as of last year 2020 yeah at, yeah hmm. as of last year um tokushatsu now has official subtitles available for the original 1971 common rider and for the 2000 era, uh the the common rider kuga from the year 2000 uh that which is the beginning of the heisei era of common rider so those are accessible you know tokushatsu um sh- uh, i don't think they they're, they're not doing dvds yet but uh you can access that anywhere else that tokushatsu streams including yeah, Tubi tv Tubi tv pluto yeah. pluto tv they have that that's where the channel is yeah yeah we got yeah. it um and they also recently announced that uh Kamen Rider ryuki and Kamen Rider zero one are going to be available on uh in Tok- on tokushatsu as well uh with Kamen Rider zero one is going to get a physical uh media release as well so uh that's Something to look forward to as far as common writer goes, uh, legal common writer, uh, and a lot, and and, and these things that what we're uh, talking about now, um, for what we know, is available in North America. Oh, um, actually, Brody, I'm glad you brought it up through uh, Verve. Uh, if you're interested in Garo, Garo is also available there on Verve. Right. Oh yeah, through High Dive. Right. Yep. So if you've got a High Dive subscription or a Verve subscription, you can access Garo. Yes. If you if you want to get into Ultraman, um, as of the end of 2019 until now, uh, Mill Creek uh, Entertainment has been releasing Blu-rays of uh, both Showa era and uh, current generation, which is termed uh, new generation for Ultraman. Um, right now they have uh, Ultra Q up until Ultraman Leo. On Blu-ray, uh, they also have Ultraman Ginga up until Rube. Jeed. Rube, Rube, sorry, Rube uh, on Blu-ray as well. Uh, we also have the, like we said, these uh, Ultraman Zero movies, as well as the series that was called Ultra Galaxy Legend. No, Ultra the Galaxy, Galaxy Fight. So ba- so basically, Mill Creek has a bunch of Ultraman yeah. releases. Mill Creek, Mill Creek got the license for the entire franchise of Ultraman, and they've been uh, steadily releasing Blu-rays since uh, the end of 2019. Uh, you can also access most, if not all, those shows on streaming. Uh, similarly to uh, Sentai and Rider, you can find them on Tokushatsu and Tubi. Uh, TV as well. Verve only has Ultra, the original Ultraman, Ultraman Leo, and Ultraman Orb as of right now. But on what? Uh, on Verve. Okay, uh, I believe Tubi TV has most of those. I'll double check. Well, ho- hopefully, because that's Tubi TV is free. So. Well, yeah, they've gotten they've added more on there. Yes, they have Ultraman. They have Ultraman G, Ultraman. X, uh, Orb, X, Ace, Ace Jeed, Orb, Leo, 
Return. Like, yeah, they've got a bunch. There are also some Ultraman movies that are you can purchase them or rent them on YouTube as well for streaming. Hmm. Yes. Right. Um, as for Godzilla, I mean, well, okay, yeah. So as far as Godzilla goes, HBO Max. HBO Max has a lot of them. That's where, that's where you're going to be able to see the legendary MonsterVerse stuff for the most part. Right, right, right. Um, sorry, uh, just double checking to see if they have everything, everything on HBO Max. Uh, they don't. There were some things that I was looking for, such as Godzilla, the original Godzilla vs. Kong, that uh, they didn't have. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, so they... They have some, but they don't have. They, right now, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies. Uh, nine Godzilla movies right now. Um, if you want to get it physically, um, physical. That's the Criterion Collection you're referring to, right? Yeah, Criterion Collection has all of the Showa uh, Godzilla movies. Uh, there's also been other Blu-ray releases uh, through like. I think through Kraken releases and uh, shoot what was the other one. If you look on like on sites like you know Amazon or like uh, Deep Discount or whatever, you'll find uh, Godzilla Blu-rays. Uh, but there there is a nice Criterion collection for uh, Godzilla. Uh, for Gamera, there is the Arrow uh, collection, which has all of the franchise from 1965 to the last movie which came out uh, which is Godzilla no Gamera the Brave which came out in 2004 so it has an entire franchise in one set which is pretty great um I think it's worth noting also we are mentioning a lot of things a lot of different places you can go a lot of different series you can find uh if right. you if you need to reference this information uh quicker uh for future reference on the Tokusatsu Network website, we have a where to legally access Tokusatsu article that gets updated mm-hmm. peri- uh, periodically. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's a, that is an easy uh, one-stop shop of where you could find a lot of uh, Tokusatsu legally. Yes. But in, in the year of our Lord, 2021, it is a good time to be a Tokusatsu fan because you can access all this uh, stuff. Yeah. And it's going to be even better next year. Uh, with those Common Rider releases, and also an upcoming Common Rider anime that it looks like Funimation is going to be streaming. So, yes, uh, yeah. that'll be next spring, I believe. Uh, Funimation got the license from Toei for the upcoming Futo PI uh, adaptation of the manga of the same name, which is a direct sequel to 2009's Common Rider Double, which I should have already recommended as far as. <laughs> A good series that has an overall blend of action, comedy, drama, uh, good linear storytelling. Just want to make sure I get that in there. Let us let right, us let right. us know if you cry at the end. <laughs> you will. <laughs> so, is that everything? So this this is our this is that is uh, for now as of now that is how we can watch uh, Tokusatsu legally. Uh, through legal means, whether you you know watch it streaming or uh, watch it physically, which me personally, I prefer to buy the physical copies because you never know how long <laughs> these shows uh, are going to stay up. You know, on these sites because of licensing issues. Uh, case in point, 
the Power Rangers franchise was on Netflix for a good, I want to say seven, eight years or something, something like, like that. that. It's been, yeah. It was a long it's, time. It was there for a long time. And, and then, then just a few months uh, ago. A few months ago, you know, most of the library has uh, been taken down except for uh, the original season, the first three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, I believe Power Rangers Beef Morphers and Power Rangers Ninja Steel. Is that still on there? Maybe. And Dino Fury is about to get added. Yeah. Dino, Dino Fury is about to get added. So that's that's why I, I sort of like advocate for physical media because with anything, whether it's, you know, Tokusatsu or whatever kind of, you know, shows or movies that you have, you never know how long they're going to be on like, you know, Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu. I mean, at some point the licenses change and then or licenses expire and, you know, they get taken off of these sites and then you don't really have a legal way to watch them. Again, case in point with Amazon Prime, they had the, the exclusive rights to Common Rider Amazons, uh, right. and now they're removing it. So yeah, yeah it's gone. So, yeah. So if you, if you, I, I would suggest if you want to support these shows, along with streaming it, because I understand you know not everybody has the funds to you know buy these Blu-rays or DVDs. So, but if you can, I'd say it's a good thing to have if you love these shows. To have a copy of your own kind of a yes. thing. Yes. If it's possible to just uh, always supporting the official release is the, the way to go. I mean, obviously, right. um, work with what's in your budget. I mean, Blu-rays are, you know, still unfortunately a little bit on the expensive side. But there's always, you know, you can pop on Amazon. You could buy, uh, you could buy a figure or something. And that's something that is... Uh, you know that's that's a good that's a good way to show the companies as well too. Like, hey, I'm interested in this, and I would like more of this. That would give them a little bit more of a push to, you know, continue to try and bring these shows over to uh, different parts of the world as well. I mean, right. definitely. Uh, yeah, as you brought up earlier about how uh, sometimes, uh, especially if you're looking for this stuff on, like, say, Twitter. A lot of different accounts will tweet out when places like Deep Discount uh, put out sales for some of this stuff. That's yeah. how I finished out my Garo collection. I got the last two DVDs I needed for twenty bucks together. Yeah, I mean, I I, I got mine uh, some of my Garo uh, Blu-rays from uh, Right Stuff. They had a sale at one point. That, that's how I was doing my Ultraman. Uh, was through uh, Right Stuff and Deep Discount, especially those yeah. pre-orders. For full seasons, they're doing them for a pretty relatively affordable price. Yeah, uh, I would, I would, I would say uh, be a bit careful with deep discount. I've had a few mishaps where I've put a pre-order and then it just never came, and I had to get a refund because they just ran out of uh, they ran out of copies. So yeah, I'd be wary of it, but there are definitely ways to get these uh, Blu-rays uh, for a good price. FYE is uh, one of those gems that, you know, the stores are slowly, slowly dwindling away, but um, they do sell uh, DVD box right, uh, box sets of series. I know that a couple, a few years back, I got uh, my copy of uh, Die Ranger from them, and mm. uh, I think it was, I think it was 
dirt cheap. It was like twenty bucks for the entire series. So, and they yeah. had a they had a whole bunch of series as well. So those some of those bigger pop culture chains like uh, uh, I know uh, I believe it's I want to say it's Hot Topic or even GameStop. They uh, they sell uh, merchandise uh, as well, a little bit more scarce than uh, you would uh, expect. But, uh, you know, you see the Maverick like, hey, there's a statue that's coming up or uh, like Mill Creek. They're slowly reaching out to there as well, too, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. While well, we say, yes, we 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 here support, you know, official releases of these shows and movies. Um, but at the same time, they're not in every region of the world. Uh, a lot of places in the world don't have access to either these, uh, streaming services or, you know, the Blu-rays, some Blu-rays don't work in certain regions or whatever. They're not sold in certain regions. And some shows just have yet to get releases. Right. A, a majority of these shows have not been released yet. Um, and while this has been, you know, in the last eight, seven, eight years for a lot of these shows, it's been coming along with official Blu-rays and DVDs. That wasn't always the case. Same with, you know, the anime fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built off of, you know, fan subs. Fan subs were a thing that everybody watched. Uh, so there are ways to watch these shows uh, if you can't find them in your region or if they're just not available for you. Available to you in one way or another, there are ways to watch this this shows. But we would suggest trying to find the legal way first. Yes, if you can find it legally, please do support the uh, support the franchise, support uh, Tokusatsu in that way. But we're not ignorant to the fact that you know this fandom and other fandoms were kind of built on fan subs. If you're mm-hmm. uh, unfamiliar, fan subs are where people from the fandom will. Uh, translate and subtitle uh, the shows themselves, providing uh, video or uh, subtitle files so that people can watch the shows and it makes it more accessible. And, you know, it's the sort of situation where it is considered a form of piracy. But um, without without it, the fandom would not have become what it is. But at the same time, it is technically illegal, so... Um, that is so. Our stance is to watch official, however you must. But um, one of the confusing parts of Tokusatsu for me early on was the best finding the best ways to access these things. Um, there are a lot of sketchy third-party streaming sites that uh, aren't really the safest places to watch. Um, and yet, and yet, that's how I watched a lot of these shows in the past because that's just the only way I was able to at the time, but for your own safety, um, for just, if you, if you truly must getting the original files is the safest way to do that. What we would basically advocate is kind of like we're all saying here, always look for the best way to find the show. And nine times out of 10, that will be a legal way provided, uh, through a license, uh, Yep. And for that one tenth percent, we're not going to pretend it doesn't exist, but always do try to find the best way to watch your show. Um, <clears throat> so uh, something that uh, Ryan touched on 
as you know buying you know merch where it was, it was figures statues you know shirts what have you um so i'll ask the panel um if someone wants to buy toku merch where and how would they buy it amazon is your number one best friend <laughs> The great thing about a lot of these things, any of what we've listed, Ultraman, Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Godzilla, there is no shortage of stuff. It's everywhere. Um, I, oh, yeah. I think with Godzilla stuff, that's probably the easiest stuff to come across. You can go into any uh, store, Hot Topic, even sometimes Walmart, Target, when the movies are just coming out. And you can find Godzilla toys fresh off the shelf. Uh, that's not so hard. Uh, but for comic book shops have a lot of those too. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've got some great statues I've seen, uh, especially ones I've seen going up for pre-order now for Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it's a nice one I saw of them fighting along the uh, the skyline there in China, and the whole thing lights up. Freaking great. Uh, yeah. But as far as you know, the other three Ultraman, Kamen Rider, Super Sentai go. Uh, really, it kind of breaks down into what we were talking amongst ourselves about three basic uh, ways of getting a hold of it. There's official channels of getting a hold of it, uh, there's middlemen, and then there's resale. So official, uh, I believe we do have links there on the website to a lot of uh, official affiliates like uh, Tokulectables, CS Toys, Team Writer, uh, where you can directly purchase uh, the latest belt, the next upcoming uh Ranger gear, if you're into Zenkaiger. Uh, they've already got pre-orders up for the newest Ultraman that has yet to premiere this summer. Uh, you can go through those guys to get a hold of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brody, why don't you talk about uh, the middleman services? Um, sure. Uh, before I get into that real quick, I just want um, uh, to specify Collectibles online toy store. CS Toys online toy store. Uh, Team Com- Team Common Rider is officially affiliated directly with uh, Bandai and Toei, and they are as part of their effort to sort of reach out to the international community. And Team Rider works with to- uh, places like Toe Collectibles and GameStop to uh, get merch into onto shelves, into stores, and into our hands. So um, they have their they have their official store through Bluefin. Uh, they have an, a store on Amazon. So the, the, there are places to access those things. As for the middlemen, this is the, this is where when you want a product that you know exists and is out there but isn't necessarily getting a localized release or one of your favorite toy stores is not carrying that item, that's where middlemen services come into play. Uh, so, for instance, I use the service from Japan, and none of this is sponsored or anything, just so you all are clear on that, but... Um, at using from Japan as an example, it is a service where they will list a lot of different products from various other shopping services. Um, for instance, um, you c- you can go to from Japan and find something on the Premium Bandai website uh, in a separate tab, and then copy that link and sort of follow from Japan's process to request that you purchase this item through from Japan, and so they will charge you for the item. And then once they get the item, they'll charge you for shipping the item. And it's important to note also that since most of that stuff is going to be imported, it's going to be expensive to ship. 
especially if you're mm-hmm. listening to this podcast uh, at the time of uploading when we are still in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and things are expensive to ship and their services are restricted and it's difficult. But middleman services are really good for getting exactly the item you want if it's not being sold somewhere else. Personally, I use Toe Collectibles where I can just because they make it very simple and uh, it's I've had good experiences with them. Team Common Rider, also very good. I've bought t-shirts through them. Um, and really, it's just best to purchase through these kinds of services wherever possible because um, when you buy through an official channel like Toe Collectibles or Team Common Rider... Um, or you buy even, I guess, through a middleman service, you're getting it basically from the official source. And so you are telling that company, hey, I like this thing. I want more of this thing. And it's even better when you can do it through Team Common Rider or Toe Collectibles because they are that that's the international service that tells them we want more of this stuff internationally. And so that's kind of a good way to go about that. Then uh, in a case where you've gotten into a series, say an older series, or even in some cases last season series, like say the currently airing writer is Saber, but let's say you got into Zero One and you're really interested in getting some stuff from Zero One that's not as readily available, that's where resale would come in. So that would mean uh, just doing a just a basic search on eBay or uh, uh, one uh, service, Kotetsu Toys. Uh, he does a lot of searching for older toys that maybe haven't been sold for a little bit. You can always go through there to see uh, about getting those. Uh, you have to be aware of what the quality of the item is. If you don't care too much whether or not a box is a little crushed or there's a scuff here or there, if you don't mind that, resale is absolutely fine. I I admit most of my collection is through resale since uh, I'm not as big of a stickler for certain things, but it it all depends on what you're looking for, depending on the series you've gotten yourself into. And the only thing I would say additionally to that is just be... D- don't go crazy. There's, there's a very big uh, desire, once you get into these shows, to want to purchase everything that they have out there. Pace yourself. Most of it's going to yeah. be there. <laughs> I, I kid you not, I have had multiple times where I've spent over $400 at a time on multiple Tokusatsu products at once. And that is, I mean, if you can afford it, I mean, you know, it's your money. Go for it. Do it. Just pace yourself. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself first and foremost. And mm-hmm. also on the topic of resale. Um, There are also various online communities where you might connect with individuals who uh, will want to sell their things. And so you could do that on an individual basis as well. Um, And just be wary that, um, you know, some people may not be looking to uh, be entirely honest with you. Some people will be. I had this experience where um, in a Facebook group that I helped run, Someone wanted to sell a bunch of their Tokusatsu merch, and I bought a couple things from this person, including a uh, a Maji phone from the from Aho Sentai Maji Ranger. Um, I wanted it because you know it's a cool transformation device, and the American version of it did not from Power Rangers did not automatically flip up into wand mode, and so I purchase it and I get it, 
and when I got it, it was not in great condition. Like it, it was like like the 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 it just wasn't in great condition. The buttons weren't doing great or anything. Like it was it was not great. So I uh, reached back out to the guy, and luckily it was someone who was honest and understanding. And I sent it back, and he refunded me. And so that is just one other avenue for resale items. Just be cautious of who you're dealing with. Yes. Researching local shops in your area as well, too. Um, I know when I was living in New Jersey, there was a uh, marketplace that, and we didn't even, we weren't even going for like tokusatsu merchandise or anything. We were going for the food because the food was phenomenal there. And uh, they just had a, you know, a couple of shops in the area. They had a uh, bookstore that uh, had a larger than I expected there to be a uh, uh, merchandise section of like, you know, various Togusatsu stuff. And, uh, you know, this is, I would describe it as resale price. Um, but, you know, if you, if you think about it that way, it's, you know, you're buying for the product and you're paying for, you know, their shipping fees. So you're kind of just getting it all in one go. Um, looking at, uh, you know, what might be in your area. I know we touched, but we touched on like comic book shops, um, and, uh, other, other things that might be available to you. Those are also good opportunities as well to, uh, get your hands on some products. Also for a lot of these shows worth noting is that, um, if you have access to in your neighborhood or somewhere close by you, a lot of uh, Asian marketplaces sell a lot of uh, pretty cheap little knickknacks and toys from a lot of these shows that we're mentioning. Uh, if you just want to start a small collection, you don't want to get really serious, you can just get a little uh, five-inch size figure for your desk or a little tiny mascot-sized chibi version of Godzilla or Super Sentai, things like that. Uh you can always be on the lookout for those sorts of things. Uh, that's a lot more affordable, usually easier to come by. Uh, and generally speaking, I would say easier to finish a collection of a sort, uh, since it's just right there. As far as like, I mean, I, I'm, you guys know way more than me about, you know, how to buy like, uh, figures and toys and stuff. Uh, as far as like DVDs and stuff, uh, one thing, one cautionary thing is like, be careful of, bootleg uh yes, versions yes. of shows uh i mean if, whether it's at a comic book shop or you know whenever conventions open back up uh dealers room dealer rooms there's a lot of uh bootleg versions of, of shows on there i remember going to a comic book shop my local comic book shop almost 10 years ago and seeing comrade agito and i was like and this is when i was new so i was like Oh, I didn't know they had, cause I, I, at the same, at the same store, I saw Ultraman Tiga and I knew Tiga had a legal release in the States for DVDs. Um, so like, Oh, I didn't know that they put Kamen Rider as well. So I got the Ultraman, uh, the Kamen Rider Agito, uh, volume one. I think I paid like 20 some bucks for it. Uh, took it home, put it in, realized that it was fan subs and like, <laughs> and it sucked because I had already seen defense of <laughs> there are two hallmark things that you can be on the lookout for when you're out 
you know, at a at a convention in a dealer's room or at a comic shop or even a, a resale shop uh, to let you know right away whether or not you're looking at a fan sub. Generally, the first thing you can look for is the quality of the the cover, the paper of it. If it looks like it's been printed out, nine yeah. times out of ten, it's a bootleg. Uh, if there's actually three things I can point out. The, the second thing is if there is a mix of language on the back. So if you see a description written out in English that doesn't grammatically make sense and there's also uh, Mandarin or Chinese on the back as well, chances are it's a bootleg. The third really easy thing I can say to point out whether or not you're looking at one is if you look at the back where you're looking at all of the information, uh, like what language is, what the runtime is, more often than not, if you see a tab on there that says something like MPEG-4, that absolutely is a bootleg. And a lot of them yeah. have that on there. Yeah. If it says Powerful Rangers, it's not a real DVD. <laughs> if it says Mast Rider Garo, they're banking on you not knowing what's what. That is a real one that I've is seen. Is that real? Wow. Master Rider Garo. Yes. I mean, technically, oh he wears God. a mask, but I don't think he rides a thing, does he? He doesn't does he? ride anything. He rides Goten. He's got a horse. Or, he's got a horse, but... It's close enough. My, ri- no, my rider no. machine is a horse. But he's not a rider, though. That's the point. I know. I just think it's... Man, I kind of want to go and watch some Garo now. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, but so long <laughs> as you're keeping a lookout for those things, I know mm-hmm. it gets really tempting to want to purchase it because it's right there in front of you. I've done it. I did that with Ryuki. I've done it too. When I was first starting out, and I paid for the worst quality Chinese fan subs you could imagine. Oh, did you get the Bangon uh, version? I Was believe it? I did, yes. Uh... Paid 40 bucks for that thing. <laughs> but That's see as a, as a newbie i had no guide i had right. no knowledge exactly. to tell me this wasn't it chief learn from our mistakes yes don't waste 40 yeah, dollars I mean, there's there's a lot of legal you know official officially licensed you know shows out there that you can buy so yeah save your money if you run into like a bootleg fan sub <laughs> version of a show um, uh, I guess for one last thing, um, as far as our recommendations, if is there are there any like underrated Tokusatsu shows that you would recommend? Because we've talked about you know we talked about a lot of Common Rider and Sentai and Ultraman and Godzilla and Kaiju movies. Uh, we've touched on a few sh- shows like Garo and Metal Hero. Are there any like underrated or not so well known shows that you'd recommend for a new? I have a few suggestions that are not super obvious, but still pretty well known. Um, Things that people will probably hear about if they spend enough time in the fandom. But just to get started, um, there is a Toei-produced adult parody Sentai called uh, Hikonen Sentai Akiba Ranger. Hikonen meaning unofficial. Um, It is a show that takes place in the quote-unquote real world where Super Sentai is a TV show. And there are three fans of Super Sentai who get invited to become a Sentai. And they transform, and it's great. But what they don't realize is that their quote-unquote transforming is actually them going into a delusion world where they fight battles entirely in their heads. 
it's basically a Sentai themed around otaku culture. And it's great. It's really funny and really it has some information about Sentai history as well. So it's really cool. Um, the fact that it's made by Toei means they can use official Sentai things in it, which is really fun. And I really enjoyed watching it. There are two seasons, 24 episodes. It's great. Um, and also, um, there are some other parody Sentai. There's Kanpai Senshi After Five, which is uh, it's about That's a one of my se- favorites. That I haven't actually seen it yet, but I've been meaning to watch it, and I've heard good things about it. Kampai Senshi After Five is uh, one where it's a parody Sentai team, but they treat it more like it's a nine to five job, and you're not really watching them fight. You're watching them at a local karaoke bar after work, just complaining about the day they've had fighting monsters. And it's very tongue in cheek, and it it I I love the snarkiness of it. Yes, I. Uh, this is exactly why I need to watch it. Um. And you know there are there are some other things I've heard good things about the Chinese Armor Hero series. Um, I might check that out at some point. It's it's got a bit of a Sentai vibe to it. And uh, there was something else, but you can come back to me. I'll I'll, I'll remember it then. <laughs> I've suggested it before, um, but I'll say it again. Uh, Just Beyond the Metal Hero show is the fourth Metal Hero show in the Metal Hero series. Uh, it got an official release uh, last year? No, no, the year before that. I think it got it released in 2019, I believe. Uh, very fun show. Great show. It's from 1985, so it is very 80s tokusatsu in its aesthetic. But I think it's a really fun show. Uh, it's their attempt at uh, doing Metal Hero mixed with Giant Robo and Kaiju. It's really fun. Um, another show that I've seen most of, I haven't finished it yet, but it's I, I think it's really fun. Uh, if you are a fan of J-dramas, there's a couple of shows to watch. Uh, one, which I've seen the whole uh, the whole thing of, is Tokusatsu Gaga Ga, which is a... Yes. Uh, this is a show about that follows a Tokusatsu otaku uh, as she struggles with, you know, her fandom life and her nine to five and it's about her you know sort of re like you know embracing her her fandom side kind of thing it's a really wholesome show um i'd say definitely check that out another show which is the one that i haven't seen all of yet uh is common teacher if you're uh if you're a fan of you know cool martial arts action i think that's a really good show to watch uh it's like it says, it's it's basically a common writer type show, but he is a teacher, and he goes around. Uh, he is assigned to a school, and he protects it, and he wears a uh, a cool helmet, and he fights crime around campus. It's pretty cool. So it turns out Tokusatsu Gagaga was what I was going to recommend. I've been super obsessed with Tokusatsu Gagaga lately. It is super relatable for fans of tokusatsu especially if you're an adult and it is just Mm. a great show you should definitely watch it it's got some great tokusatsu sequences uh from the show that she's into and it's just really well done a quick reminder uh if you guys are interested in that show uh you can listen to the previous episode that we did covering it yep oh perfect
Um, also, Dogengers. Dogengers is a great tokusatsu show. It is a about a series of local heroes from the Fukuoka region in Japan. And we have to explain what a local hero. Okay, is. a lo- That's true. <laughs> uh, a lo- so in Japan, there are a lot of like localities that have their own specific heroes, and maybe those heroes are you know from a specific company, or maybe they're just meant to represent the area, and uh, because mascots are very popular in Japan to represent different areas, and so uh, tokusatsu style local heroes are a take on that. And Dogengers is an indie tokusatsu production uh, from a director who ha- who worked, I believe, on Tokyujer, on, on Resha Sentai Tokyujer. Um, and it's it's about a bunch of local heroes, including a new one. Uh, and the, the new guy is learning to be a hero alongside the other local heroes. And it's it's just a really fun time. It's It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's funny. I I played the first episode for my roommate, and he was like, wow, he had never seen tokusatsu stuff before, apart from, like, Power Rangers. And so he sees this, and he's like, hey, this is really fun. I want to watch more of that. So definitely check out Dogengers. And I've got one more recommendation from me, and then and then we can hear from the others. <laughs> um, uh, so this, this one's more for, like, if you're into Deadpool, you may like the hentai common movies. Uh... So don't be put off by the word hentai there, please. It's not it's not porn, I promise. Uh, it's uh it's a it's a adult parody uh, superhero show where the main character transforms by putting women's panties on his face, and it's perverted and funny, <sighs> and I know there are there are groans. Um, mm. it's it's uh it's got a the heroine from uh. From from Conrad or Forze in it, it's it's just really funny. Uh, if it, it's not for everyone, but if you are really into like that kind of humor, definitely check it out. It's it's crazy. It's bonkers. It's off the wall. So uh, that's hentai common. I don't trust that name. Yeah, but I've seen, I've I seen the first one. The hentai common is not one of my favorites, but the director has done some of my favorite series. Uh, dramas that mm. I've seen, right? Because that's the same guy who directed uh, the Hero Yoshihiko series. Ah, okay. Or the uh, live action uh, Psyche Kusuo. It, like that director is one of my favorite Japanese directors. But that Hentai Common, that's your mileage may vary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the two I would recommend that uh, actually wouldn't be towards. Uh, series but actually more towards movies uh definitely can't recommend enough uh kick kick hiders villain hawk hider had a movie uh that came out and they've just re-released it on blu-ray mm. uh that's a real <sighs> short uh very visceral if you like people blowing up and a dark hero uh and you don't want to spend a lot of time on it i can definitely recommend hawk hider uh, the other one I absolutely have to recommend is uh, Zebra Man, uh, mm. which thankfully now I can say you can watch for free, both dubbed and subbed, over on Tubi. That one is not too dissimilar from a lot of other ones we've described. It's about a very lowly uh, substitute teacher who's 
got no respect from his family, nobody likes him, but he grew up as a fan of this very obscure transforming hero series, and he loves it so much that at night he made a homemade version of that costume to wear just to feel better about himself. And then it turns out over the course of the movie that he may in fact be the embodiment of this hero and he may in fact have to save the world from an alien invasion. And uh, that's one that's uh, directed by Takashi Miike, who's done a bunch of other movies. He did the uh, live-action Yakuza movie. He did the live-action Ace Attorney movie. Uh, So there's a lot of that wackiness to it. Uh, mm. But overall, the story is very, uh, very much like uh, Tokusatsu Gaga got kind of relatable about somebody coming to terms with their fandom and what it means to them and how they relate to the people around them. So I definitely can recommend uh, wholeheartedly watching Zebraman. Man, talking about movies made me like get like three more recommendations. <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you have any uh, suggestions? I had them, but you stole all of them. <laughs> um, I, I think the only thing that I would like to I would uh, like to add is, um, and the, what I'm going to say is, check out Toei Tokusatsu World Official. Um, they have a whole bunch of series, and uh, this goes like Metal Heroes, uh, Kikaider, like how it was mentioned before. Uh, they have a whole bunch of shows that uh, you can take a look at, and it's full series as well. Like, I mean, I'm looking through it right now. Uh, Space Sheriff uh, Gavon has all the episodes. Um, Robot Eight Chan, which we didn't talk about, but I know about it through proxy. Um, that's one of those other ones that uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. It really all depends on if that's the type of uh, show you're into it's a little bit more geared towards you know children but uh definitely take a look at that youtube channel because it has a whole bunch of whole bunch of shows all subtitled and it's a great place to start is a gavan fully subbed on there because i I thought it wasn't i believe so oh okay i I wasn't i i thought it was only first few a couple more suggestions that i just popped in my head when you when you mentioned uh Hikider, um another movie uh that's uh kate tamamiya like one of his first projects was zerum which also oh, got yes, a blu-ray yes. release last year uh zerum one and two i believe got blu-ray releases uh did it, yeah yes. zerum two got released as well yeah um there's also uh on the hollywood side uh it was mentioned before, but definitely check out Colossal. Oh yes, with Anne Hathaway. That was a really good. Uh, movie. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away of like what the story is, but it has uh, Anne Hathaway and I believe Jason Sudeikis. Yes. So, yeah. Brilliant movie. It's a very. It's a smaller scale, smaller budget movie, but brilliant. One of the best Hollywood kaiju movies, in my opinion. It's definitely worth mentioning the premise. Well, it. Only up to a point. Only up to a point. Only up to a point. Uh, Just that uh, a woman who's gotten out of a bad relationship moves back to her hometown. She has a problem with drinking. And through a certain set of events, she finds that a monster that is attacking South Korea has something to do with her existence. Yeah. That's 
And that's all that we should say. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, Subverted a lot of expectations. Loved it. Absolutely. Um, I would say a little more mainstream, but I don't think... I think a lot of people pa- like take a pass on it. Uh, I would definitely say check out Pacific Rim, the first one. Oh, yeah. Of course. If you have... Do yourself a favor and watch Pacific Rim. It's like it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Fantastic movie. Like it is. I would love to. I would have loved it if the. In my opinion, I would have loved it if more of the legendary Godzilla movies were, you know, like Pacific Rim. I thought Pacific Rim was brilliant. It's such a visually beautiful. Like just, it's so well done. It's worth noting that the director, Guillermo del Toro, is an admitted avid fan of Tokusatsu and specifically yes. Ultraman. And mm-hmm. that movie just drips with the love he has for the genre. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, one last thing that I would say, and it's not really a specific uh, you know, recommendation, and it's definitely not underrated, but we've talked about, you know, Japanese tokusatsu and, you know, Sentai, which is, you know, was adapted to Power Rangers. Don't be afraid to, you know, jump back into Power Rangers. Try some of those shows. They uh, There's been a lot of seasons since you've probably watched it when you were a kid. Uh, if you want to ch- go back and check some of those shows, go for it, man. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there, I believe. In my the opinion. only thing I will say, I, I, I can co-sign going back and watching Power Rangers don't go if you remember watching Beetleborgs and you feel like going back and watching it now. Oh, don't! No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> That's one of those, those like Beetleborgs, even like VR Troopers and stuff. Watch those after you've gotten more into Tokusatsu, especially when you've when you have a better grasp of where it came from. Then it's kind of easier to digest. Beetleborgs is a whole different thing. Beetleborgs did not age so, well. It's so weird. I tried to watch the first two episodes. Recently, Whew. I couldn't Boy. do it. When they first got loaded back onto Netflix, uh, I was there, uh, like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna rewatch Beetleborgs. I had all the toys. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it, and I had to turn it off because I, I, cu- I couldn't do episode. it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's rough. But Power Rangers is a lot of good seasons, you know. Uh, I was gonna say, especially the ones that uh, Cough Cough Disney made. Uh, those were some great seasons. Jungle Fury, Dino Thunder, some of my favorites. Mystic Force. Also, there's, yeah. That's the one of I haven't seen. I haven't seen Mystic Force yet. I was a big fan of Mystic Force. That's why I wanted the Maji phone. Because the American Morph, yeah. the, bat, the Mystic Morpher didn't do the thing where it automatically flips up into wand mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd also say stuff like, you know, uh, Time Force or RPM. Definitely those two. Oh, man. Listen, guys. Power Rangers meets Mad Max. RPM is brilliant and so self-referential. Yeah, it's really If you watch watch, uh, the original Sentai, uh, Engine Sentai Go Onger, and then you watch Power Rangers RPM, you will get even more out of it. Yeah. Really for the contrast out of the two. Since RPM is almost nothing like Go Onger. But also there are some references. Uh, and if you want to wait uh, a couple of weeks, uh, Dino Fury, if you want to watch the most recent season, Dino, the first 11 episodes of Dino Fury is going to come to Netflix uh, next month. So you can check that out as well. That's another record. It's, it's so far, from what I've seen, it's been a really good show. So check that out. Um, anything else that we want to cover before we 
call it an episode. Yes. Um, just, uh, you know, th- there, there's a little bit of a fandom etiquette that we could let people in on just so that you can, you, you know what you're entering into. Just you, we, we don't want to tell you how to act or anything. We just want to let you know there are some social conventions that you may want to follow if you want to be on the, produ- uh, like a good, a good productive member of the fandom that people don't get angry at. <laughs> Just some basic do's and don'ts. Right, right, right. Uh, who wants to start? Well, basically, the first thing you can do is do as much homework as you can on the part of this genre that you're interested in. But by no means, don't force yourself to watch everything. Like you don't if if you want find yourself interested in the show, that's the uh 13th entry in the franchise that doesn't mean you have to watch the 12 that came in front of it if you want to that's great do you but you don't have to you know take it at your own pace right exactly um also uh when interacting with other people in the fandom it is very important that you separate your opinion from fact so a lot of people will talk about how, oh, Common Rider Ghost is not great. Um, personally, that's my opinion. I think there are good parts of Ghost, but overall, not one of my favorite series. I, I enjoyed Common Rider Ghost, so... <laughs> I, I, fight, I, I fight, know you fight, did. Fight, fight, um, fight, fight. <laughs> no, <never. laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's okay for Ryan to like Common Rider Ghost, even if I think that it is not great. But just because the dominant... Basically, just because the dominant opinion is that something is or is not good, that doesn't mean that you have to like it or not like it the same way. Absolutely. And so try not to be that person who is, you know, making it out like your opinion is the end-all be-all for that topic. Also, on a related note, don't necessarily let the popular opinion judge uh, determine if you're going to check out a show. Like if, if someone said like for me, what happened to me when I first got into it, into Tokusatsu, a lot of people said that Kamen Rider Hibiki was not a good show. They said that show does not feel like Kamen Rider. It doesn't make sense. You'll never get past the first episode. Don't watch it. it took me a couple of years to get around to it. Once I did love the show. Fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite shows. So if you if it's something that you that looks cool to you or something that you think that you would be into based off of the premise, jump into it. See if you like it. Yeah, I had the same situation with uh, Common Rider Wizard. A lot of people did not like Common Rider Wizard when it was airing because of just the way it was paced. But I was binging mm. it, and I thought it was a really fun show, and I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So people, their opinions are colored by a lot of different things, and it's perfectly valid for your opinion to not match up with theirs and for you not to for you to take their opinions with a grain of salt for instance i think ghost is worth checking out despite the overall opinion being that it's not the best maybe you will be one of those people who is a passionate fan of it like ryan here are you trying to catch hands with me brody (laughs) (laughs) it's okay i got you (laughs) for real though i do have other friends who are big into it you can also choose to like uh what you like about the show if you like it because it's serious like it because it's serious if you like it because it's 
silly and bombastic and doesn't make a lot of logical sense, then go for it. It, it It's fine if you like Forze. That's fine. Excuse you. <laughs> it, it, it's fine if you like it for the thing you like it for. If you only like the show because you like the design and you don't like anything else about it, that's fine. You can do that. And most of all, if you're getting into a show and you don't like it, don't put your own opinion to somebody else like, oh, don't watch it. Always take somebody's own uh, tastes and preferences into account. Yes. Another important thing, I think, uh, that we kind of touched on is all of us here uh, on this podcast agree that whenever possible, support the official release. Yep. Yes. When there are times when that isn't as easy to do for one reason or another because something isn't available or something hasn't uh, been translated into your language, uh, be smarter about how you go about doing it. And that means uh, if it just so happens that the person who helps produce the show that you're a fan of uh, has made it possible to interact with them on social media don't get mad at them when something's not in your area feel free to tell them that you like a thing because it's important for us to convey that we are fans of a thing and want to support the thing but don't go putting your foot in your mouth when that's not going to help anybody i i think that goes a bit further too because like so I, I think it's okay to to mention there's been a bit of a, a a situation recently with regards to this sort of thing. And people have been looking to whatever authority they can contact to talk about the thing. And it is something that people are very passionate about or frustrated about, and that's understandable. But people who are accessible on social media who are from the company the show makes they they're not necessarily in charge of localization things but they are the kind of person that if you let them know that you are not doing necessarily doing something on the up and up that could create problems for the entire rest of the fandom that has a difficult enough time accessing the content so just don't be the person who's reaching out to them about it and don't be the person who's reaching out to other quote-unquote authorities in the fandom to talk about the thing if they haven't already. Um, As far as Tokusatsu Network goes, we cover official news, and that is pretty much all we cover. We have some editorial articles, but for the most part, we don't cover fandom news, if if that makes sense. I think one of the easiest ways to liken it to, and really this goes not just for this, but any sort of a thing like say if you have a difference of opinion about a show or the way something is being localized or not localized is a a quote I I like to reference from Craig Ferguson when when you feel like you need to say something there are three questions you should ask yourself one does this need to be said two does this need to be said by me and three does this need to be said by me right now If you can cycle through those questions before you go on interacting with anybody, generally speaking, if you give yourself enough time to answer that truthfully, it'll make things a lot easier for everybody. 
I would add, honestly right. add a fourth part to that. Even I know it's a quote, but I would add a, a number four. Does this need to be said by me now to this specific person? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's the tricky thing about you know social media in general. Something happens and everybody reacts, like has their impulse reaction, and everybody wants to you know voice their opinions. And sometimes people want to voice it to a specific people. And a lot of times that's just not the way to go about it. Uh, at least it's not the smart way to go about it. Um, everybody's passionate about something. Everybody's passionate about Tokusatsu. That's a fan of it. But think smart about how you go about expressing that on social media. And yeah, just as far as people who, you know, work behind the scenes of the shows, a lot of times, yeah, like Josh, like Josh and Brody said, they they don't have anything to do with the concern that you have as far as like getting it to your location or your area. So just be respectful. Be respectful to people. Also, don't let them know that you know things you're not supposed to know. Right. That's that. Yeah, that's that is a good point because you know, being a part of the fandom, you you. Uh, News uh, travels around that probably comes out a bit too early. Uh, don't go and, you know, quote retreat or, you know, tweet to certain, of, of, you know, people at the company about it because chances are you're not supposed to know about it. It's the same way you would treat spoilers for a movie you really care about. One, right. you don't want to spoil it for other people who would really appreciate learning about that. Uh, in the proper time and two if it's something that came out that the studio was really holding on to for that reveal you wouldn't want to go tell them directly i'm out here spoiling things for other people right that could backfire for sure yeah and um that even extends to like oh if you're watching a show that is not accessible to you through legal means Maybe don't let people from the company know about that. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But, I mean, so long as you're interacting in the fandom in a respectful way, you're just voicing your uh, your appreciation for things, you're being nice to other people, you're sharing fan creations, um, generally you're pretty much okay. You know, interact with your friends, interact with fandom bubbles as you please, and just... Just don't be that person that everyone's going to get very angry at for doing something that you probably shouldn't. You never want to be the main character of Twitter. Just avoid it. <laughs> Amen to that. That's true. And on that note, uh, I think that was an episode. Um, yeah. I hope I hope this uh, helped you if you're a new fan. I hope this helped you to navigate uh, and try to figure out how you want to jump into this genre. It's a great genre. I love it. I love tokusatsu, and I hope more people get into it. You love tokusatsu? No, anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tokusatsu. Um, For those of you who are new here as well, uh, we have a lot of other podcast episodes talking about a lot of other things. And you can hear how we bounce off each other and how we have different opinions and stuff. And uh, yeah, you can check those out whenever you're ready. Yeah, whenever you watch the show, uh, check to see if we have a podcast on it. If you support us on Patreon, we also have some 
a few a few Patreon exclusive watch alongs that I believe are still Patreon exclusive as of right now. Yes, yeah, we have a, we have a couple so far. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you everybody for joining me on this podcast. And until next time, we'll see you in the next episode of Tokenet Podcast. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Welcome to the fandom. Goodbye. <laughs> Not really goodbye. Stick around. We got cool stuff. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah don't don't leave. Just leave us until yeah. next time. Yeah, we're saying leave the podcast. The pod- podcast is going to be over. Like we're going to cut now. <laughs> so you know now. Like now. Like right now. Now. Right now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm ready to stop. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll hit stop. The Tokunet Podcast is the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network, your best resource for official Tokusatsu news and media. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes or Stitcher. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet, where if you're at the writer tier level or higher, you can get early access to episodes and more. Team Tokunet will always be online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course our website, tokusatsunetwork.com.